This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello. Welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Zinidra. I always want to say Fusion X, because that's how we think. <laughs> <laughs> and today, uh, my friends... Aldino and Rook are joining me as well as two guests, uh, Sharply Dressed Man and Rena. I forgot to ask you if that's what you want to be called. Is that what you want to be called? <laughs> you can call me Sharp. Sharp. Sharp means a lot, of, a lot of syllables. Yeah. Sharply Dressed uh, Man is my father's name, so please feel free to call me <laughs> yes. Sharp. <laughs> Sharp and Rena. And uh, they're joining us today to talk about caster things. Uh, for those mm-hmm. of you who've joined us before and in the kind of almost distant past at this point, yeah. we, we were doing a series of uh, little shows about the role quests from Shadowbringers. And our last guy, aside from the uh, one after you do all of them, is the caster DPS role quest. So mm-hmm. we're going to give that one the attention it deserves today. It's a good one. It is. Yes. I'm excited to get to this one. Yeah. Um, but first... Uh, Heaven's Turn. It came here. We had a good time, I guess. I had a good time. I don't know about you guys. Um, and, and it's gone now. Uh, and, you know, it's been four weeks since we've been here. How, how's everyone been? Do anything amazing? Gosh, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> the, the absolute silence is, I think, everybody yeah. thinks back on the whirlwind that was the past month <laughs> yeah, or so. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I mean, we had a great holiday. Lots of travel, lots of stuff going on, but it's so good to be back. I don't know about everyone else. Getting back to that regular routine and playing the games you love again is just, it's so good. I was suffering because Monster Hunter Iceborne for PC came out while I was on vacation. And I'm like, give, I need to get home to play this. (laughs) (laughs) I am tired of seeing people I love. Please let me return to Monster Hunter. (laughs) But honestly, that was me all Christmas. So. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very short Christmas and a very long New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> my New Year's yeah, was like two weeks long. Uh, my mm-hmm. my parents live about an hour away, and my husband's mom lives like twenty minutes away. So, and they like each other. Yes. So for Christmas, <laughs> everybody came to my house. I have to leave my house. <laughs> they bring food. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, we have we have one Christmas. One is done. Out the door, see you mm-hmm. in a month or so, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's excellent. Um, and for New Year's, New Year's Charles was visited two weeks. Me. Yeah, because I was there. I like I like New Year's. New Year's, I always go home for New Year's. I don't go home for Christmas. That says a lot about me, probably, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, had, we had New Year's, and then we went to MagFest. Uh, mm-hmm, which is a great that, convention. Yeah, Oh, between, you guys were at, wait, you guys were at MagFest? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, shoot. Hi. Yeah, I was there too. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's is a small really great world. For anybody who lives uh, around DC or doesn't, um, it's a music and gaming convention. That's literally what it means, M-A-G. Uh, and they have a lot of stuff there. And mm-hmm. they have a bunch of rooms set up for people who want to go and, and jam. They're just called jam rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they actually have some instruments in there. Yeah, so. jam space. Um, yeah. yeah, jam space usually provides like staff that will actually walk people through using the instruments. 
um, mm. I believe, because I think some of the musicians from my orchestra actually participate with them. So oh, that's awesome. I was going to ask Rena. So for anybody who doesn't know, Rena actually is really instrumental. No instrument, pun intended, but there it is. <laughs> is really instrumental within orchestra group that performs a lot of different covers of like Final Fantasy music oh, and nice. gaming music. And I was curious if I had no idea MAGFest was so musical. Did your group mm -hmm. perform there? Did your orchestra perform? Um, so it was the it was the winter before I was able to join. Um, WM actually headlined um, a couple years uh -huh. ago, or at least they were on main stage. Um, really well received performance. I think over two thousand plus attendees. Mm -hmm. That's so um, cool. Yeah. So they so they were there for that. Um, but no, we didn't perform this year. But anywhere you go, there's just music everywhere. It's really great. Yeah. yeah. Music. There's a giant really arcade. You know, that high, school, <laughs> that high school gym you had that was just big yeah. unnecessarily. Fill it full of free arcade machines. Yes. Mm -hmm. Super fun. Uh, there's a section that has indie games, which I think is really underused. A lot of people don't go play the indie games. So mm -hmm. if you're yeah. interested in what's up and coming, you'll probably be able to sit down immediately and play a game. Yeah. Uh, and there were some is, really good ones. Yeah. And there was actually some, some nice stuff this year. Like I looked around last year. It was a lot of like weird homemade, almost electronic Rubik's cubes, which were still kind of cool. But mm. this year, this year, people interesting program yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was like a bullet hell fighting game, which was really interesting. I Not something it. that I could ever play because wow, I would just die immediately. But <laughs> each of the different little fighters had their own set of bullet hell stuff that they just shot off of them, and you kind of fought that way. It was really interesting. Yeah, um, that's super cool. Yeah, there's yeah, a it was area, really fun. There's a console area, and a land a couple room. of other like traveling, uh, indie-ish games. Like one of the ones we played. Uh, what's it called? Uh, spaceship, mm -hmm. Starship, Starship Horizons. Yeah, Starship yes. Horizons. And yeah. it's it's got they actually have their setups that they carry around with them, and they're five big ass touch screens where you pretend mm -hmm. that you're playing Star Trek, basically. Yeah, it's a great. It's really fun. That's so like, cool. It's, yeah. it's gonna be out on Steam like within the year, and it's so cool. Yeah. But yeah. We are so glad. I mean, I'm so glad to be back with everybody and to be back with both of you and to hear more about it because honestly, <laughs> there are so many amazing conventions out. You don't know what a lot of them offer unless you hear from right. other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a VR room too. I, I don't know yeah. if I had it last year. It's the first time I've actually had a VR headset on my head. And now I mm. want one. And I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> why did I do I this to myself? I got my Beat Saber. It is so fun to beat up music with swords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about MAGFest. I think it's probably Seriously. my favorite convention I go to every year. Mm -hmm. The only problem with MAGFest is uh, so many people love it and go. There's no room in the National uh, yeah. National, national Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, National Harbor. Yeah. No room in National Harbor anymore. All of the hotels book up in like five minutes, and that is yeah. hyperbole. Yeah. That is truth. That is really yeah, true. Yeah, we got really lucky because um, one of our friends saw that on the day that I guess a bunch of drops happened at the Gaylord, mm -hmm. um, we were able to get the rest of our group into Gaylord rooms. Yeah. Um, but it's insane. Absolutely insane now. Yeah. <laughs> we stayed across the river, which really wasn't that terrible. So for nah. anybody who uh, ends up across the river and going, oh, I don't want to go anymore because it's too far. It's really not. Nah. Okay. And the weather this year was good for it. it was so very nice very, this year. It was warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we didn't get snowed in. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, normally I'll, I'll cosplay there. And so this year I was like, I'm going to have costumes that have jackets. So I did Winter Zelda from mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Oh, nice. And I did uh, Anna from Frozen. <laughs> she had a big <laughs> cloak. So I'm like, I have coats. I'm totally set. And it was nice. Yeah. Not too hot, not too cold. Very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, we had a fire emblem group. but Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it was good. Magfest was good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Go to Magfest yeah. if you can. <laughs> if you're able. Yeah. Cons are great. Great time. Great people. And hey, yeah. we got FanFest coming up. We Either this yes. end of this year or beginning of next year, which I think everybody's excited about too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was the first Absolutely. week. Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. well, the next week was just going to see friends with charles a whole bunch yep i think i think I saw every single person just yeah just about every friend that i've held on to since high school yeah oh my gosh yeah, there great were, friend tour yeah there were a few a few that that got missed but you know distance time next time mm-hmm. we'll see uh and that was that's my week two weeks mm-hmm. I can't believe how long it's been. I mean, I know even Sharp and I raid together and mm-hmm. there was this whole period of time where we'd been working on Ultimate a whole bunch and then suddenly everybody's traveling for the holidays and when we came back again, I had this moment where I went, what is Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> what are what? all these buttons? What do my we buttons do? do? So, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> it was... <laughs> so long it was so long oh my gosh but we're getting back into it now which mm-hmm. is great uh but yeah it was it was a wild a wild holiday and hopefully everybody had a great time including anybody who's listening yes. and you're mm-hmm. getting back into the swing of things it's okay if you forgot your button so did everyone else just, <laughs> just just be nice when you're in that content and everyone's dying it's fine <laughs> so we do have a, a fair amount of news as you might yeah. imagine since we've not been here for like a month. A month, so. <laughs> yeah. um, we had uh, an interesting bit of information about the live action Final Fantasy XIV series that's going on. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the same like production team that worked on Witcher is working on that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the same director, no. the same, you know, yeah. but the same production team, same writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, just, just that little bit of, uh, I personally uh, really like The Witcher. If you don't, I'm sorry. But <laughs> me too. No, I loved it. I, I think it was great. A great first season too. And uh, tough adapting all those short stories. And there's been a lot of discussion about to what extent, you know, people were able to keep up with timelines and things like that. But personally, mm-hmm. I totally got it and loved it. And I'm, I'm really actually excited that that same team is going to be working on yes, Final Fantasy. Exactly. Right. Ooh. I've seen one episode of The Witcher because as soon as I got back, it was work and work and more work. So, (laughs) Sharp and Rena, have you had a chance to watch it yet? I I need to get Netflix again. Uh, I haven't seen The Witcher myself, (laughs) but I mean, the production quality looks top notch. So I can't wait to see what they do with the Final Fantasy XIV. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Gives me hope because the last live action thing we saw, Final Fantasy, uh, excluding the uh, Father of Light, since that doesn't really count. Yeah. Live action in that uh, was that terrible commercial. <laughs> oh man, that commercial! <laughs> anyway, this, I had this was a, a tweet. Um, hi, updates. The script is finished. Ooh, and we all love it. We are uh, having some concept art done for it, and Sony TV are on the hunt for directors as we speak. Hope to have more for you soon. Uh, that was tweeted by J- at Jake Thornton. So if you want to keep an eye on those updates yourself. 
Again, it was at Jake, J-A-K-E, Thornton, T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. Yep. Get the scoop. Yes. And then you can tell us next time they tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so interesting to see what they do with this because the lore of Final Fantasy XIV is huge. And we mm -hmm. know that this is, at least from what we've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's supposed to be kind of featuring the Scions and presumably mm -hmm. i i'd heard that it was going to be kind of before our timeline here in mm, in the actual game too. itself so it'll be really interesting to see what they do as they expand the lore and just how much of that i mean is canonical how much of a hand the actual game team is going to have in it which i'm right. also really curious about mm -hmm. we just don't know it's all sort of ambiguous right i, I really want to know if you know they're gonna have Soken create some original music for the series or what? Oh, you know, I would love to, yeah. to see that happen. Man. Yes, please. <laughs> I'd die. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> please, yes, Soken, you can do every project and all yeah, the Final Fantasy fine. music. You're right, fine. Right. So the news doesn't matter. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all we want now. <laughs> uh, we had our yearly Heaven Stern greeting from Yoshi P. And he let us know that 5.x yes. uh, is on schedule. Hooray. And gave yeah. us a mysterious four-line poem for the year. So, for what are warriors of light but earnest souls of good intent resolve to do that which is right regardless of consequence? I feel so, like this one's less mysterious than usual. Right. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. It's like, is this about Ardbert, not Ardbert, whoever that was, oh, doing something that we don't us. like? Yeah, or about us. us. Final Fantasy yeah. loves to pull the rug out from under you. Like, yeah. you thought you were doing the right thing, but guess what? You're the nah. bad guy now. Yeah, the fact, <laughs> that this, the fact that this almost seems more straightforward than usual makes me believe it's probably even more complex than we can right. anticipate. But, but I mean, who knows? There's so, so many tidbits and threads as we come into this next portion, and everybody's really curious what they're going to do after we get off of you know, this major revelation and all the craziness from Shadowbringers, how mm -hmm. are we going to keep moving that forward and, and holding that momentum and building it? So we'll have to see. Yes. That's the big question. How are they going to improve? Like, how are they going to top themselves with this? Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Don't know how. <laughs> I convinced a friend to get uh, back into Final Fantasy, and they just got up to Shadowbringers, and they're like, oh, this is so good. I told you. Everyone agrees. <laughs> 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 yeah it's such i mean obviously they we're going to be talking a lot about it so as always i mean heads up with these role quests and everything that Shadowbringers right. spoilers are going to happen right but yes. it is pretty amazing even seeing people now come into it or even still seeing people who are so excited to mm -hmm. watch playthroughs of it because i mean sure there are definitely some parts of Shadowbringers that are, are slower i mean there are right. whole zones that are a little bit slower but by the time you actually start hitting that unveiling of the story and the magnitude of it in that like later half it's just it's so amazing to see people experience it and i can't wait to see how yeah they just keep expanding that and and as we go forward in this patch cycle what we sort of get leading into our future expansion mm -hmm. all right uh moogle treasure troves back this is on our third one now i think so moogle treasure Trove yeah I think third, mm -hmm. yeah yep that sounds right yeah, yeah. uh monday january 20th so in you know, two days. Two days. Yeah. Uh, yep. From when this is released, maybe it's already out. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to this later. 
Uh, for those who don't know, that gives you the option to go back and tackle older content for special Moogle tombstones, which you can then turn in for rewards you may not have been able to acquire previously, especially alone, like primal mounts or certain orchestrian rolls. So for more details, check out the lodestone. It's right up there. I, I am just so excited. I'm so excited because they added the Dunscape set to this for the uh -huh. Heaven's Word 24 mans, and I just don't want to run Crystal Tower again. Right. I mean, it's like I love I love Crystal Tower and even mm. more so now because of Shadowbringers. Yeah. But I am so ready to do a different 24 man, you know? <laughs> and for me personally, I loved that set. I loved the Heaven Sword ones. And mm. especially Dunscape, aka Funscape, which is to me still fun. <laughs> Even though everybody else hates it, I love mm. it. I love when the whole party wipes and you get blown off the platform. I cackle every time. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fun to me. So I'm really excited to see that kind of maybe, hopefully, mm -hmm. pop up more in our Alliance roulettes. And you get some decent rewards from it, which is great, too. Yes. Rick, I didn't, I didn't take you for that kind of person. <laughs> It's I always just, the sweet look. ones. <laughs> there is honestly a, such a satisfaction in it, though. It's like. so fun. <laughs> I mean, I think I think for me, it's just the fact that it's not always a reflection of the community, right? With 24 right. mans, and especially because you're trying to do tokens, the idea of being like having a fight that's challenging the first week, but that you can then get through smoothly for repetitive weekly clears. Like, I get that. But I always, I loved Dunscape because it was... That was my first 24-man set when I came into the game. Mm. And that last portion, it is just chaos. And especially right. <laughs> when it was new, it's so good. Like, every boss mechanic, the fact that it can wipe you, the fact that you get into the last fight with Diablos, and you're getting these Voln stacks, and he's getting more and more damage as the fight goes on. And I remember, like, as a healer, <laughs> last Everybody is annihilated. You're the last one standing. You're using the limit break three. It's like the angels descend from the heavens. It's, I mean, it's so, it was just so memorable to me. And it's one of those things where I love the challenge of it. So the fact mm -hmm. that even now there are still mechanics that can trip people up, I think is a testament to just, I think the fun design of those fights, but right. some people hate it. So that's okay too. But for me, I love it. <laughs> It's that, it's that the realization that everyone is going to die. You know, yes. you're, you're resigned <laughs> yeah. to it. You're like, you know what? That's fine. At least it's, you know, we're all going to fall off. At least it's a spectacle. You know, it's not just like flash and we're dead. <laughs> you see people starting to jump off. Oh, oh, we're at that point. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the special site for patch 5.2, Echoes of a Fallen Star, is live. Uh, mm -hmm. The patch should be landing sometime in mid-February, so it's pretty much upon us, guys. Get ready. And it will bring us new main scenario quests, the next Eden mm -hmm. Raid tier. Ooh. A new dungeon, a new trial, new Beastman quests. Kikir, and I'm really excited. I love them. Uh, <laughs> and restoration updates. So you'll get ready yep. to live there, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> additions to uh, crafting and gathering overhaul. Ocean fishing, and new game plus updates, as well as a couple of sort of mystery things. Uh, Chronicles mm -hmm. of a New Era, The Sorrow of Werlet? 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 Werlet. Oh, no, no. There you no, go. Let's do that. <laughs> Werlet. The Chronicles of The Sorrow of Werlet. Uh, a tweet about this by uh, our, our SE friends uh, featured a picture of Gaius and his company. So mm. maybe that will follow what the heck happened to them. 
because we right. don't know specifics for that. Or maybe yeah. how they're rebuilding after their terrible loss. <laughs> yeah, and if anybody doesn't know, so this, because I even forgot when I was rereading this information, I went, the sorrow of Verlet? What, what is, what is that? And then I went, oh, right. So they told us that in addition to our sort of main story quests that we're getting, we're also getting almost like these role quests that we're going to be talking about today, mm -hmm. like an additional side storyline. And that's going to be following here, Gaius and his company, presumably, and sort of some of the stuff that happened there. So it'll be fun to see what kind of story they bring into that. And I mean, if any of the content is tied to it or, you know, what's going to happen with it. Mm -hmm. uh, like side stories. Nope. Think of it. Go ahead. I was going to say, what I loved about listening to you list everything on that, on what patch 5.2, you basically touched every aspect of the game. They're adding something for yes. almost yeah. everybody. It's, yeah. it's amazing, really. It's just insane, like, what we get every patch still. Even though there's, there's, you know, one less dungeon, that's fine. Whatever. There's so much other stuff happening. That's yeah. not the stuff that, I mean, there are certain dungeons that I love, but I feel like yeah. in the end, like, the forever long list of dungeons is not the thing that somebody's going to point to when they're like, my no. favorite content is, you know? Yeah, I don't think I'm, so. I'm totally okay with less dungeons. Yeah. Uh, the last mystery item is resistance weapon quests. And I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming maybe it's relics. Yeah, that I makes so. sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we know, we so. know the relics are coming. We know that they're going to be tied to the Hrothgar uh, race yeah. and their sort of homeland. So, yeah, this is this is really for me what I'm I think I'm most excited about from this patch. Mm -hmm. I don't know what everybody else is really looking forward to, but I'm curious to see how they're going to be building off of Eureka because I think Eureka had a lot of promise even for its flaws. Mm -hmm. And what they do with this new kind of side content, this long grind, I think we could see something really really cool. I'm I'm hoping for something very different but that builds on some of their successes. So like different just... story but same elemental resistance Re mechanics <laughs> i see <laughs> how dare you i just want my gun book give me my gun book please gun book. That, make that the relic please <laughs> i just love the idea of like a, a summoner scholar book that has a unique animation where when you it's like you open it and then you just pull a gun out of it <laughs> here we go <laughs> like cut out in the pages yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a lot funnier than my idea of just having like the gun barrel built into the spine. Yeah. That would be fun too. You turn the pages yeah. and it just shoots. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna I wanna shoot after my book thwap, you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so for me, and I'm I'm sure a lot of other players playing the game, this is gonna be the first relic weapon that's been released mm. actively playing the game for that i can actually start day one so i'm actually really excited about this if this actually turns out yeah. to be a relic weapon quest line cool. sharp i didn't know about that were you yeah. were you not in the game when we got the first portion pagos no I what didn't i didn't play uh i didn't play final fantasy 14 until alpha escape so they had already ah. pretty much oh. uh, like, was halfway through i think the second phase of eureka by the time i really dug Sharp, that's mm. bonkers to me. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who knows you pretty well and raids with you, I mean, your knowledge of the game is so extensive. I mean, that goes to show, I think, your sort of technical mindset and just abilities to learn new systems. But that's so funny. I would I would have never thought that it was <laughs> that recent, honestly. Hmm. You have so much. You have so much waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, what grind shall it be this time? I'm ready. <laughs> I really didn't mind Eureka. I caught up on a lot of Netflix, let me tell you. Okay. We've talked about it before. I cannot I know, play I'm video sorry. games and watch Netflix. It was it was the worst content for me. Like I just I want to be engaged with the game. I cannot do like game and then something I I no, I can't do it. I know I know it's weird. Fishing? I have I maybe I might be level fifteen. Maybe. Oh boy! I just I don't even I don't even do the content that I'm like that's just you know like uh, I can I can idle I don't want my brain to idle I want to constantly be doing something if I'm playing a game and that's why you play summoner <laughs> I can wow. understand that that hurts <laughs> that's I, I mean <laughs> yeah that hurts true it wasn't yeah it's very true <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a compliment it, it I mean it is but I just didn't think about it <laughs> oh Zen. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Our last little bit of uh, news. Open mm. your ears. This is important. Yes. Uh, as with any uh, patch, we'll be getting Allegan tombstones, uh, like the crunch, right? Uh, so get ready for Gosha uh, to be mashed in with Phantasmagoria as we get our brand new tome. The important thing to note with this update though is that any remaining elegant tombstones of Mendacity and Genesis, <laughs> Mendacity and Genesis, that players have will disappear. Goodbye, yeah. Good goodbye. Uh, mm -hmm. Players currently carrying elegant tombstones of Mendacity and or Genesis should exchange them for elegant tombstones of Poetics, our basic buddies. Uh, by mm -hmm. speaking with Ariana at Reverence Tool prior to patch 5.2. Yep. Mendacity and Genesis. They're going away. That's, that's the name of the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> All caps. Mendacity and Genesis. It will go gooby. You're probably capped on poetics if you're like me, friends. But yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always stuff to buy. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, it's great to go back. I was just doing this recently because we got some time, right? So mm -hmm. I've been working towards my Amaro mount because that's a good boy. And I need <laughs> it. I need the good boy. And nothing has made me want to. It's kind of funny, Aldino, you talking about, it's not brain dead, but the kind of repetitive yeah. content that just wears on you. For mm -hmm. me, that's always been just grinding levels. The yeah. idea of just, I am going to, for the next month, do nothing except for grind experience to get levels to cap all of my classes. So I've never done it because I usually just do the classes that I love. Right. So this is a great time, especially with that new incentive, get everything to 80. You're going to get that Amaro mount. It gives you something really fun, meaningful with Shadowbringers. Plus, if you get them all leveled, then you can go back you can go back to the like centers, the hubs in the old portions of the game and look to see what you can spend poetics on for classes and looks that you maybe never got in your glamour catalog. Yep. I decked my monk out. I found some fun new things that I forgot that existed. <laughs> I, and you can just clear that out and make way for a lot of this and get yourself some new stuff or get yeah. some gear for those alt classes, which is really great. So maybe you get can your help me with glim this. glams, folks. Huh? Yeah. I said, get your glim glams, uh, folks. So maybe you can help me with this, Rook. Uh, yeah. How exactly do you keep your glamour thingamabob clear? <laughs> the commode. Has, uh, like maybe three slots left in it, just because I was uh, like, I really oh. shouldn't fill this completely, right? Zen, you've asked me a question. 
but the question has no answer because there is I don't keep it well maintained is the mm. answer. You have vastly overestimated my organizational ability. <laughs> I no I think it's great that they increased the cap, which has mm. been really oh, helpful. <laughs> oh, we yeah, big flag. They increased the cap, which has been really helpful. Um, really, I think it's just about pruning those those things out, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many places you can stash stuff with your retainers, with your saddle bag. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's really good just to go through everything, all your tabs, yeah. all your stuff, and actually try the gear on your character and see what you think of it. Or if there's gear that you know is really easily reobtainable, just get rid of it. Just get it oh, out man. of there. If there's that one thing that's been in your glamour wardrobe that you're like, maybe someday I'll make a rainbow sparkle fairy butterfly glam. But your character is actually like a punch everyone in the face kind of character with their aesthetic and you're never going to do it, but you keep thinking maybe someday. Just get rid of it. Get it mm -hmm. later. It's what... Plus, like, there's Marie a lot Kondo, of stuff you can... everything. Yes, Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah, does this spark joy? Does this spark joy? No, get add rid of it. gear to the game that's the same model as old stuff, um, mm -hmm. but, like, dyeable and craftable, I'm like, oh, yes. goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless, unless there's <laughs> a very specific, like, color theme on it. that Because certain things don't dye the same as the original pieces. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. I need you no longer. Thank you. Farewell. <laughs> yes. Thanks yeah, from, I... like, heaven's word. Oh, I can just go and grind for that for 20 minutes? Yes, I can. That's fine. Mm -hmm. My absolute dream, because I play so many MMOs, and basically all contemporary MMOs have done this, but 14 mm. is struggling under the weight of this old system and they're really mm -hmm. doing the best they can and they have a lot of spots, all things considered, for you to stash stuff. But I just want that glam unlock, like, repository. Like, yeah. just give me a list of all the glam. When I get it, it unlocks. It doesn't have to sit in a wardrobe. It doesn't have to... I can yeah. use it. I can use it on any character. The right. same thing with hairstyles. Like, please, just let me have all the hairstyles at the esthetician <laughs> on all my characters. Or Kirstian uh, roles, too. Right. Yes. Yeah. Those collectibles, some of which can take you a really long time. Mm -hmm. I wish that we just had them all in, like, a list. And I think it would be easier on the sort of storage side as well too if it's right. just some sort of like list of things that it checks whether or not you've got it i don't i don't obviously program so i don't know all the details and i'm sure there's reasons they haven't just done that but man that would be so nice <laughs> that'd be so nice one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah give it like five years we'll see yeah exactly <laughs> seven last patch last patch of the entire game of final <laughs> fantasy 14. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Then they'll just give you all the glamour for free anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to get it. Just here, have everything. Yeah, whatever. You could. And we're not updating the game anymore. Bye. <laughs> Yoshi P. It's, just a, it's a dress up simulator now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At that point. Yeah. Not now, though. It's already a dress up You're simulator. You're not wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> already <Touché>. there. <laughs> all right. So that was our, our news. Uh, now mm -hmm. we're actually going to talk about the caster DPS role quest. Uh, some people look excited. I'm excited now that you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> so the starting NPC for magical DPS role quest is Sirig, is how is what I'm going to call him. Uh, yeah. In the Crystarium, of course, at the Wandering Stairs, uh, 11.2-15.2, just like all the rest of them. 
Yeah. If it's available to or, you, just go over to that little bar area and be like, yeah. there's the little plus sign. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, or you could just type his name into uh, <clears throat> gamerescape.com and then that, <laughs> right there you'll see the, the coordinates. I don't know. Thank you. That may or may not be the exact <laughs> sentence on gamerescape.com. <laughs> it's not. It's close. <laughs> Uh, the first quest is called Hollow Pursuits. I uh, strike up a conversation with the bounty hunter Zerig, who reveals to you his plan to hunt down a sin eater by the name of... I didn't look up this one, but I'm pretty sure it's Phronesis. Yeah, I think uh, so. Phronesis. If you've been hanging out for these other ones, uh, each of these virtues actually have a virtue associated with their name. This one's intelligence. And as a caster, that makes 100% sense. Right. Yes. Um... He's one of the so-called cardinal virtues born from the remains of the fallen warriors of light. He is searching for a companion to aid him. Not the, vir- not the uh, virtue, but Sirig. Yeah. Yeah, the hunter. Uh, and in turn, <laughs> uh, share in the bounty, which in the end is really not a lot of guilt. What kind of bounty is this no. for all that work? Yeah, come on. Uh, he suggests that you might be up to the task. And just like uh, every other time you have to do one of these quests, he's like, go prove yourself. So you have to go out, tomorrow and kill something. Yeah, as for every single one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, of course, uh, trounce this minor sin eater that you were sent to uh, dispatch. And uh, he tells you about the nature of the threat of this other sin eater, the real one, the cardinal virtue. As he tells it, bum, bum, the sin eater does not confront his foes directly because he's a caster. Uh, but mm. <laughs> rather wreaks havoc via something uh, people are calling the hollows. Which are, you know, just portals that suck you into another dimension forever. No big uh, deal. Yeah, it's not. It's fine. No, they're super. <laughs> they're super dangerous, which is the, like the entire point of this quest line, mm-hmm. almost. Uh, yep. So he hopes to figure out how to counteract that phenomenon, so you can get at this sin, sin eater who's basically just been hiding behind uh, void portals. Mm-hmm. Uh. As, as I've said with almost all of these, uh, I guess you got to start somewhere and I guess right. you have to start a formula. But can we please maybe not with the formula? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, Honest. Because I feel like from a, a writing development standpoint and also because you want players. I mean, not everybody's going to do all of these quests, although mm. you should because they're great and they have some additional story that culminates. Cool, really lore, fantastic. cool lore. Cool lord, yeah. but yeah. Um, I mean, of course, not everybody will. People may forget that they exist. So you want each quest to have consistency and kind of provide the same thing. But I do sort of wish, since this is our sort of last analysis of these, I do kind mm. of wish that they had done something very different for each quest. And this one actually ended up being one of my favorites. I do really like the story, but it would have been very fun to have like almost a completely different formula for each that really felt as though it were appropriate to that type of quest or that type of class and its niche, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's the same formula. This one has yeah. a, a kind of interesting time with the void, which I'm really, mm-hmm. you know, was really interesting yeah. to me, yeah. but it's, it's, it is kind of formulaic. I don't know if everybody else felt like, oh, it was kind of repetitive or you thought there were enough. How do you feel? S- Casters. Yeah. <laughs> Casters, how do you feel? I don't even remember the first quest, to be honest. Same, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh it, but it's it's funny to word it like you have to prove your strength just in the irony of it. Because yeah. you look at Casters and you're like, flex for me. <laughs> I said flex. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have a staff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So for me, this this was the first set of role quests that I did, you know, naturally. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think, you know, it was a totally new experience. It, when I when I got to the second and the third one, I, I kind of knew what was what was going to happen mm -hmm. before it, it came up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was I had a I had a fresh view on this. So I was just really enjoying, you know, the introduction of the characters and the way sure. that they evolved over the, the, the storytelling. But yeah, at the same time, it's I don't remember what the what the first quest was. <laughs> So it seems like, uh, what'd you say? I had to go back and remind myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had to go look it up too. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> when I was looking it up, this is the last one I did, and I still had to look it up. Uh, right. But when I, when I was going through and uh, truncating it for our little summary here, I was like reading through like, is this one different? Because the way the, the beginning is phrased, it sounds like maybe you're going to do something else and then no, it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> So forgettable. Sorry, I see. Forgettable. At least the first step. Yes. At least the first step. Yeah, no, just yeah. the first step. We're uh, yeah. <laughs> to clarify, we're gonna go it's about to get quest, good. quest by quest and stop at the mm -hmm. end of each little summary to discuss how we felt about that portion. So first mm -hmm. portion, eh. <laughs> uh, level seventy-two quest is called a voice from the void, which is where we get into the void stuff, which was the cool part. Uh, when mm -hmm. meeting back up with Siri, he informs you that Phrenesis has been sighted in the area and that he's put together a plan to observe the virtue from afar. You know, safety and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. The goal is to see how far away from his hollows one must be to avoid being sucked into the void. I really uh, want to press this button right now, but I won't. <laughs> what button? I will. Nut. Nut. <laughs> 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 I, it was in red goodness it, you know on the outline it's just in red I, i'm like i just want to punctuate it it's you know sure, this, is, this is a very terrifying thing it would be very bad so this yes. seems like an appropriate response to really bookend that no yeah, exactly <laughs> the catch is that you have to first restore uh, a mannequin that he wants to use to tail for nieces uh but you're the warrior of light so you macgyver that guy back together and get on your way Mm -hmm. uh, the mannequin does its job, being swallowed up into the void, uh, never to be seen from again, possibly. It would be cool if it showed up in a like later quest, wouldn't that be? That would be amazing. Yes. You're just like, like hey! We go to the void. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, There's just it's, a mannequin somewhere. Yeah. It's labeled, that mannequin you doomed. Uh, yeah. And only casters can see it. That'd be, that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. That would be <laughs> oh, no. yeah. If you had completed that quest, maybe in a future X-Pack if we do go to like the void, yeah. You just see this mannequin somewhere? That would be so amazing. Uh, that would be so good. Please, It's like finding Alpha and Omega in the overworld. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. So what you don't expect is a voice coming from beyond the hollow. At Zurich's suggestion, you channel your aether into the gaping void to serve as a beacon and are astonished to see a boy emerge from the other side. Unsure what to make of the situation, you decide to return to Morsuk, as you do, with Zurich mm -hmm. and tend to the frightened ailing child. So, uh, yeah, a kid pops out of your experiment. That? Hmm. I did not see that coming, definitely. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Me neither. And this, I think this is maybe why this one ended up being my favorite. I, I just loved that layer of, I don't know, like living this mystery on both sides. Mm -hmm. Because in some of the other quests, we're sort of tracking the past, right? right? And it's very much something where we're kind of just going through and we're getting flashbacks and we're using the echo and we're discovering what happened. 
So it feels a little bit more passive in the sense of just trying to get the context that we need about something that happened long ago to help us deal with a current threat. But in this one, it is so fun that there is actually somebody who is a part of this that is alive. And this mystery and the fact that somebody has just been chilling in the void and then popped out again is like... (laughs) is really fascinating and it's really it it, i think it's a good way even if that first quest wasn't very memorable Mm -hmm. this one definitely was for me yeah Mm -hmm. i think my favorite part about this quest Mm -hmm. sorry no you (laughs) my favorite part about this this particular quest was the science you know right like giant gaping holes into the void they're gonna suck up everything and we need to know exactly how far away you need to be to avoid right we're gonna run an experiment we're gonna you know we're gonna have a hypothesis we've got a oh a falsifiable you know statement yeah. i loved it it was control group yeah. of lost yeah. mannequin i mean it's the, it's the one of those that was surprising but yeah <laughs> it's one of those things that uh to me like echo casters in general it's like all right you know the the stutter stepping trying to uh to cast and move and just learning exactly where you have to be to just not get hit by that. You know, it just exactly. It's like, oh, well, I don't have to move. I know that right here I'm good. <laughs> that was just the science behind finding out, you know, when you die a bunch of times accidentally. <laughs> it's the true intelligence of the caster. Exactly. Not stuff to find the smart thing. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down. Maybe that should be the title. <laughs> to find the smart thing. Oh, no. Yeah. No, just, just <laughs> writing it down. You no to make a note. You make a note for the title in the it's document. Perfect. I really thought you were kidding. Yep. No, I'm not. That was not. A, that was not a kidding. I'm very serious when it comes to these appropriate titles. <laughs> uh, I think that just kicked uh, Mendacity and Genesis out the window. <laughs> I'm also really proud of myself for remembering Mendacity and Genesis. So. <laughs> uh, the level 74 quest is called Echoes of the Past. The boy is physically fine, hurrah, but remembers nothing except his name, Tainor. Boo. Boo. Do, do no, you not like amnesia? Ross, I want to say boo. Oh, no. Tainor oh. Swift. Oh, Tainor Swift. <laughs> Tainor Swift has come through the void for Oh, no. Yet he swizzles back from the void. Oh, oh, so I don't no. know about you. But he's probably no. like 12. Uh, <laughs> the care who examined Tanor claims that the boy possesses considerable magic uh, powers and drawing the conclusion that he doubtless has a master or a tutor somewhere out there, uh, the bounty hunter proposes speaking with a traveling merchant in town to see if anything might be gleaned as to your young friend's origins. I feel like that's a big stretch. But, yep. I mean, what you gonna do? I don't know. There's not a lot of people left around. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is tough because since so many of the people that would have been relevant at Tanor's original timeline are just completely gone, erased. Oh, I mean, but we don't know that yet. That's true. Well, in yeah. theory, yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't know it at this point, but like from a setting up the story standpoint mm-hmm. as a writer, right? You're yeah. trying to figure out like we know what the context of this character is, but how do lead players to make this discovery are they going mm-hmm. to the ruins of old magical civilizations okay but then what even gets them to go there so yeah. i guess the idea of like 
going to somebody who's probably traveled these lands a lot and just mm -hmm. saying, hey, have you noticed any kids with like super magical powers and a parent that might be like, where's my child? You know, like, that's, <laughs> like fair, it's not fair. It's not a terrible idea, but the mm -hmm. way that that actually connects in detainers, like who he is and, and that realization is maybe a little bit more of a stretch. It's a little, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, I read Jasmine in chat said Tainer Swift cast. Oh no. <laughs> good that's good <laughs> that's so good that is so good can we please call him tainer swiftcast for the rest yes. of this summer yes. thank you Definitely. all right yep uh the merchant actually does have a story for you the stretch was accurate uh of an ill-fated mage <laughs> who was attacked by a sin eater and was separated from his child but when you go to investigate you learn the son of the wounded mage has already been found uh the kindly boy offers to show tainer swiftcast around the premises in hopes of further rekindling his memories. Oh, Tanner Swiftcast promptly gets lost after a heated argument with the other boy, running off on his own, like a fool. Yeah. But Which it gives is... him great material for his next single. Yes. Oh, right. I'm, like, I'm sure there's a song that applies to this. Uh, yeah, it's another breakup song, else. definitely. <laughs> Shake it off, dude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no. there we go. Siri <laughs> decides uh, the place to start yeah. looking is the Fields of Amber, and miraculously, Miraculously, words are hard. Uh, he's spot on. You find Tainer under attack by a nasty looking Sin Eaters. Uh, you successfully dispatch the Sin Eaters, imagine that, and rescue Tainer Swiftcast from harm. But suddenly, it's echo time. In your vision, you see that the boy uh, was a young mage training under the same teacher as Nielbert. Nielbert. Uh, or Nielbear? I don't know. Nielbert. Nielbear? Yeah. Nielbear. <laughs> Nielbert. Yeah, Nilebert. That's how I pronounce it too. Nile okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Nilebert. We'll do Nilebert. Yeah. That sounds better. My my brain went to trying to j Japanese. Be this, French. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you turned you turned him into a cat boy. Meow. Meow. <laughs> oh no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, one of the yeah. Uh, one of the warriors of light who now roams the area as the pale for for Nisus. I feel like you can yes. tell um, the senses I stole from Gamerscape from mine because mine are like from the wiki. Yes, mine are like Tainer probably gets lost. Where <laughs> <laughs> is this? Like just this this level of like just vocabulary on the wiki that's like okay. Well, I can read that. That's fine. <laughs> it's like that sounds beautiful, but it is long to say. Yeah, <laughs> three sentences smushed into he get lost. Yeah. Uh, upon returning to the inn at Journey's Head, Zurich explains to Tainor Swiftcast that, as bizarre as it may sound, the events of his memory must have taken place over... Wait, did I skip a sentence? No, I no. didn't. Okay. Uh, must have taken place over a hundred years ago. This is where we learned that he's an old boy. <laughs> Zurich is now convinced that Tainor Swiftcast is the key to vanquishing the dread for Nessus. Oh, boy. Tainor Swiftcast is one of the ancients, and he is the key to vanquishing the dread Phronesis. Accurate. <laughs> Truth all around. Oh, man. Uh, how do we feel about this quest? <sighs> really good now that we're calling yeah. him Tainer Swift guy. Yeah, yeah. That, really, that really helped it. <laughs> this was a big, like, galaxy brain moment for me because I think it's, like, the first time, I think, that you really get that big sort of, like, I guess flashback of it all and you realize, oh... Oh, this is why they're roll quests. Right. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I had the exact same reaction <clears throat> when I was when I was doing that quest. I guess at the beginning, I wasn't. I didn't think it was so much of a stretch that we like went around the city asking mm-hmm. people because if you know a, a kid were to just pop out of a hole in the in the you know fabric of space and time, I might just walk around and say, "Hey, is anybody missing something?" Down, <laughs> down. Is this yours? We heard that people were getting sucked up, and then this one popped back out. Does it belong to you? <laughs> yeah. Will Smith gesture to Tainer Swift cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just like when he ran away. I was like, "Stupid child! Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why escort a child? <laughs> Why? Do you even know where uh, you are? Do you even? Yeah, know where exactly. You are? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it was really fun. It is really mm-hmm. fun, and it's super. It's it's super cool too because i think as we kind of look beyond this quest right mm-hmm. into the the future of the first and obviously our you know eight man raids are kind of dealing with that at this point how do we literally make the land inhabitable again mm-hmm. but there's this whole other question of how do we in some sense reclaim the culture technology developments magical studies all of these things that have been lost over, you know, the past generation or two as this devastation has occurred. And Tainer is really, he's really interesting in that regard Mm -hmm. because here is a person who grew up in the pre-destruction of the world and the role that he could play in the future for the first is massive. So like getting this reveal about him, yes, in a very personal way, it connects to the idea of, oh, Phronesis might have a heart and there might be more mm-hmm. in this. And they obviously knew each other and how can we use it? But on a larger scale, it's really amazing to have this revelation too because I think that he could be somebody fundamental in helping the first if he goes that route. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, he could throw a giant wrench into the Asian's plans because they're systematically smooshing these worlds back into ours, right? So if mm-hmm. we take all of those people put them into his little dimensional portals and put them on the source or somewhere else, they can't smoosh them back into us. That's true. Oh, well, I didn't even think about that. About yeah, that. that's, a, <laughs> that's a really big stretch, but you know. But yeah, that's true. Anything to Sorry. mess with the Asians. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the, the ways that the walls between the different worlds are breaking down is so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I keep trying to think like what the overall end game is going to be. And obviously there's this big discussion now, you know, is it worth it for us all to be whole? Should we be reunited? Are people as individuals, you know, is their life worthy in that sense? Cause this is a great debate with Emmett Selk, right? You know, mm-hmm. that they should have their own independence. Will we see a future where we're going back and forth between all of the different planes as if they were just part of our Aethernet, you know? And I think I think that's really neat. And seeing these kind of collide is also pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And who knows if we do go to the void? I mean, maybe Tanner will show up again because he spent some time there. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean we know there's a lot of other people in Nukali as well that could be vital to that. So maybe it's also a little thread there. They that would friends. be really cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's mm-hmm. like the biggest brain response I've I've heard about like the, the future of Tanner. <laughs> Uh, Swiftcast, yeah, in in the, yeah. in the world of Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, but um, yeah, absolutely, I, I cannot wait to see where the the story evolves in terms of like how the different worlds are going to interact with each other, and whether or not we're going to see these kind of callbacks. Um, one of the things I think is is interesting about the role quests in general is that I think we can kind of assume because there's a lot of extra stuff that happens in the story that they never reference in the MSQ. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they can't assume that all of the players have gone through it, but I'm I'm pretty sure the stuff in the role quests doesn't fall into that category. 
because mm. you have to you have to at least do one or two of them one, yeah. to get to level seventy. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, max level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see how they pull those characters back into the MSQ of it all. They have to. They <laughs> they they, they absolutely have to. We're gonna get to a point where we have to deal with this mystery artwork, right? Yeah. It's true, yeah. honestly. Mm. It's it's got to all tied together. I wanted to so badly. Get out your murder board with the red string, and we figure out how tame <laughs> yeah. it looks. So okay. I know our little tin hats. Get the tin hats on, everybody. Yes. I meant to make one. I was gonna make one so that when you said it today, I could just be like. We should all have tin hats. That'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, we we don't really know what the scope is, and I think it's mm-hmm. an exciting time because. 14 has proven that, I mean, Sharp, exactly what you were saying, that they they can't always use everything, but the amount of times that they do surprisingly bring people back or threads back, I mean, gosh, Crystal Tower was something where, I mean, that was a huge risk to say, hey, we're going to make a huge part of our newest expansion come from this eight-man raid or a 24-man raid back in the original release of the game. I mean, you never hear people doing that. So it is possible that we see a lot of these characters come back. I like story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Level level seventy six quest. Uh, Nailbert. Yeah. N- Niall Nailbert. His <laughs> lament. Uh, Tainer Swift Cash shares with you the memories that have finally returned to him. He and Nailbert were born over a century ago as science to a consortium of powerful mages, the leaders of which sought to master the arts of opening portals to other worlds. Which is what led me to say, oh, what if he sends people, blah, blah, blah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. During a dangerous magical experiment, Tanner was sucked into a rift between worlds. That's why you wear your safety glasses. Where he remained (laughs) until you rescued him. (laughs) And due to the timey-wiminess of it all, uh, what felt like a relatively short span of time for the boy amounted to uh, some 100 years in the world that he'd left Mm -hmm. behind. Tanner Swiftgast has also begun to recall the incantations that he learned. Incantations which might serve you well in your confrontation with Phronesis. Uh, traveling first to the fields of Amber. The Boyd is successful in opening a portal, if only for a moment, before Phronesis himself sets upon you. Apparently, the portals draw him in. Yeah. Uh, Tanner succeeds, oh, Tanner Swiftcast succeeds in pushing away <laughs> one of Phronesis' hollows and saving Sirig from a fearsome fate. When suddenly, inconvenient echo, you bear witness to yet another vision from a century prior, wherein a youthful Nilebert begrudgingly lends his strength to the warrior Artbert. He's really grumpy in this quest. He is oh, yes. a behuge <laughs> grump. Yeah. Checks oh, out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is an actual uh, fight encounter that yes. I screwed up like five times. <laughs> it might not have been five. It might have been three. But it was not... Mm. It was not a single time that I screwed up this fight. I don't remember why at this point. I just remember going, this is now my least favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a caster. Um, So they, yeah, they fight this monster, which you also then have to fight. Uh, And after you win, after five tries, uh, Niall Burt confesses that he was after something called the Sorceress Stone uh, in the Fiend's possession, and which is to harness its energies to save his friend Tanner Swiftcast. Who uh, I guess he may or may not have been the one to shove him into the void, but he wants to be the one to pull him out. Oh, mm-hmm. he does later. No, you do later. Never mind. He does make the <laughs> portal though. Yes, he does make the portal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
but he ends up having to destroy the stone when it's revealed that failing to do so would destroy the mountain and put countless other lives in danger. It's a big trolley problem here, and he chooses yeah. to kill five people. No, one person instead of five. Uh, yes. In the end, he joins up with the party of adventurers, and Ardbert promises to stay by his side until they can find a way to bring Tanner Swiftcast back. What a nice guy. Uh, when you wake up from your vision, the coast is clear somehow. Uh, hearing that your tale of uh, hearing your tale of visions you saw and recalling his own experience, uh, locking gazes with Phrenesis on the battlefield for the first time, Tainer is at long last able to accept and make peace with the knowledge that the Sin Eater is his friend. Very sad. He resolves yeah. to join you in Sirig. Uh, not that he really had a choice uh, in in trying to bring Phrenesis down, so that he can restore his old friend. Did he have a choice? Would we I have mean, let him no, go? No, he's a kid. He's, right? he's just just because yeah. he's a hundred and twelve doesn't mean that he's not actually twelve. Yeah, I mean, we he weren't gonna let him just leave. I mean, yeah, but technically, <laughs> I guess he could have said, you know, no, I'm out. Or we could this have is seen. Weird. <laughs> For the purposes of story, no, they would not do this. Yeah, but I mean, course, he could but... have said, like, yeah, that jerk pushed me. I'm out. He can just suck it. Later, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he could have, I guess. But yeah. I think that a lot of things, and it's, it's, I'm actually really glad we went over this quest today because thinking back on Yoshi P's New Year's discussion, his little, mm. you know, his little New Year's post and little snippet that he's, he's put up there. I think this idea of trying to do what is right or good and then how we measure or weigh the morality within that is something mm -hmm. that we've seen a lot in Shadowbringers in a lot of different ways. And especially in this quest, both on both sides, right? So we have Nilebert, who has to come to this crossroads, and many of the companions do in these flashbacks that we see, where mm -hmm. he's going... I know that to do a to hopefully do something good for this person I wronged, I would have to, you know, endanger the world. Or do I destroy this thing and have faith in the people around me that even by destroying this, maybe at some point I will be able to save him. And mm -hmm. then to later become this monster through the good deeds you tried to do to save the world, only to realize that you have because of your lack of perception and you know awareness of the whole situation right. you have led to this destruction and now you are trying you know with the last bit of your consciousness that remains to save this person but you're actually killing people in the process hurting i mean my heart right now yeah, yeah it's so many little turns and twists and turns mm -hmm. and like the perception of what we think we're doing and the trust we have in others and then how that pans out in the repercussions of the world and that's exactly what this New Year's snippet was about. Yeah, this idea is. of what have we been doing? What are we going to do? And what does that mean? And is it us, the warrior of light? Or is it them? Or is it even entities right. we don't know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting to see how these echo throughout all these quests and that sort of struggle. Mm. So how is the fight to you guys being Nailbird? Ah! <laughs> mm. <laughs> Actually, don't remember this. I don't remember this one being. I don't me personally. I don't either. Yeah. Because I I know that if it was hard and if I had failed many many times over, I definitely would have remembered it. Yeah. But I think this one was. I think I it's was blurry. doing something wrong. I'm because you know you 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 go through the the caves, you go through the little tunnel, do like three mm -hmm. trash fights, and then you get to the mm -hmm. boss thing, and then I think right. you're supposed to do a specific thing, and I just 
did not read the little tidbit up in the corner and just <laughs> right. smashed my face into the ground like three times before I woke up <laughs> and and was like, oh, well, right. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm curious. This is a sort of bigger question. Out of all of the instances, so those sorts of taking on the role of a character fights that we mm-hmm. had to do in Shadowbringers, what was everybody's like most memorable? Was it this caster? It doesn't seem like it. Or was it no. something else? And why do you think like that one stuck with you versus, you know, maybe some of these ones in the caster quests mm. or in the role quests? I I mean, for me, it's outside of the role quest, but being a Stinian was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I wish you guys could like yeah. see my face because as soon as Rook started asking that. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So full confession, I literally finished um, 5.1 MSQ. Um, mm-hmm. About 30 minutes I, before we Paul. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I was on a uh, voice with one of my friends because he was like, are you doing it right now? I was like, yeah. He's like, can you get on voice? <laughs> and I want to hear this. I I was I was screaming the entire time. Just that <laughs> instance was so damn cool. It yeah, it really cool. was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think that for me, that that kind of overshadows the other times that we've played as yeah. one of these characters. Like, mm. I'm trying to remember it, and I'm like, yeah, there was some gimmick that I don't really remember, but Astinian was cool. Wait, no, it's Roll Quest, right? Don't think about Astinian <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, the actual Roll Quest fights, I don't know if it's because they were, you know, fighting against the possibility that people were going to be playing classes that right. they might not be used to know. if they're going through. Yeah. But it's funny because like when I think about this one, for example, I don't remember much about it. I think about the tank one. I remember I had some difficulty. There's like a couple little mechanics in it or something Mm -hmm. that it took me a second to figure out. But the one that from just the base game that stuck with me was Thancred's because I felt Mm. like it was really like a narrative. And in the same way, Justinian... The the fight where he yeah, sinks down fight. and there's the so the yeah heartbeats. dead fight yeah that, yes. that was actually the one I was gonna that say that fight <laughs> yeah 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 like I love those moments where you like you can hear his heartbeat and he's getting tired mm-hmm. and t- it's like all, it's in your ears it's good yeah, yeah it felt like such a story moment to live and I think the Astinian mm-hmm. thing is the same where you're like this is mm-hmm. a, a real moment in the story that I'm living in some kind of tangible way and right. for me like this caster quest. It's in. I don't know. I don't feel like the cast, the the different role quest instances, really left much more of an impression on me beyond. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just like a token instance fight that we have, right. which is yeah. kind of a bummer. Yeah, I got the same impression. the The caster DPS one, I I honestly I don't remember what the mechanics were. The one <laughs> from the role quest, the one that stuck out to me the most was the healer one because uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm just not very good at. Uh, <laughs> that one love, stuck out to love. me. Go ahead. Sorry. Really. I was going to say, I love the uh, mechanics, like telling a story through mechanics in an encounter and mm-hmm. just making you as the player have to go through the same struggles that the, that the, that the character is experiencing right. by having to push those buttons that you may not want to press, but you have to, otherwise mm-hmm. you lose, right? I love that because it really, it really just immerses you in the narrative, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, cutscenes are, are pretty passive, you know, just watch them happen to you. But when you're actually playing the character and you're sitting there and you're mm-hmm. controlling what they do, that's a whole that's a whole other level, I think, of of immersion that we're just trying we're just scratching the surface of. Right. It's, it's so, funny you should uh phrase it that way, because the healer one stands out to me because I did it on uh Astrologen. And uh when they were like, Sleep this guy, I was like, Astrologen doesn't have sleep. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do yeah, now. I, it's one of those yeah. cross thingies that all the healers get. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, huh? 
what? <laughs> Can I finish so, this? Oh. Building on that, I, I, what if they made you have to cast a spell at the stone? Like you're doing the fight and then they do that bit. They say, hey, dude, we're, ga- we're going to have to destroy this. And then you huh. had to cast the spell on it. Like, that, that would, would be great. so good. Yeah. Hell, you know, that's exactly. such a good idea. Why would you say such things? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It would have hurt, yeah. but it would have it would have left that memory, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, making it something where you are actively doing yes. something. And, like, maybe the, the longer you... Ardbert is, like, saying things to you yeah, to like, try, you know? Or, like, that would be so... I would love that. That would be mm-hmm. so cool. These hard decisions, right? Right. That you might have to enact. And mm-hmm. it's tough because, you know, having a, like a, a you know, a, an actual fully realized sort of cutscene is immersive in its own way. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said about these actual playable moments like sharp i think you nailed it exactly that there's something about living that struggle Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out new ways that we can do that i mean um the the nadam was a great example from stormblood these livable moments that we can expand on Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess we like that one (laughs) (laughs) we'd have liked liked to have seen it uh format a little bit differently yeah just a little bit listen up listen up We, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, I think probably we all agree that uh, we really like having to be the characters to do the quest lines, but yes. having those mm-hmm. little details like Charles mentioned would be... Yeah. Mwah. Beautiful. If I can get one more, one more point, and yeah. oh, yeah. move on from this, from this quest. Um, we, you know, we, we talked about the, the encounter a lot, but the, at the very beginning of this quest, we get, we get some insight into where Tanner Swiftcast comes from. Right, and yeah. <laughs> remind me if I remind me if I'm wrong, but weren't like Nilebert and Tainer being like manipulated by this organization for mm-hmm. you know for for military benefit at that point in time? Ooh. What does that say mm-hmm. about the state of the first a hundred years in the past? Right. Yeah. It's it's just they're they're training these children, you know, to to yeah. do this just to get, and I believe it was guardians. Like, monetary it it wasn't monetary it was like there wasn't a war yet either it wasn't like oh we need this to save our country it was like oh we want to do this because we want to be more powerful it wasn't like we have to (laughs) they wanted uh, to summon stuff from other places right exactly yeah dangerous it wasn't like yeah it wasn't like this is our last resort and now we're training children it was nah well they're pretty good let's just use them you know like that's such a (laughs) it's just so i mean i guess because why, while you're casting it, there's a chance you're going to get sucked into the void like Tanner Swift cast. Why not just yeah. use kids? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You, that's such a good point. I honestly, Sharp, I hadn't thought about that, mm-hmm. to be completely yeah. frank. And I think because we've seen the devastation of the first, there mm-hmm. is this mentality, this idea, right? That we sort of imagine that, oh, before everything went to hell. It was so great. <laughs> so good. It yeah. was so good. And if we can just get everybody back. But I mean, we have to remember that these stories that we're playing through, the warriors of light from this other world, responded to their times literally in the exact same way that we are doing and did. And mm-hmm. when you look at that parallel with exactly like all of you said, Garleans, it just immediately came to mind. And this idea of, wow. you know, there were problems in the world that these people were responding to and they tried to do good to to mm-hmm. overtake that and to, and to and it led to this greater devastation but when you think about it 
being manipulated in the Asians and the flood of light, which is sort of a mindless thing that happens once it's set mm -hmm. into into action, is nowhere near as complex and terrifying as what people with a will and a desire right. for power or for whatever it is do of their own volition to their own people and mm -hmm. world. And that's almost that's almost worse. And now yeah. that we're facing this Garlean issue again, we know that the Garleans were manipulated in a lot of ways now. But we also know that they did a lot of stuff on their own that is yep. terrible, like that are <laughs> just war crimes and that are, you know, that have just happened and that they have indoctrinated people and done all this stuff to people. And so it is really interesting to think about that as we now kind of look back and go, mm -hmm. our own world is almost on this exact same threshold. Of course, yeah. What do we do? Um, <laughs> Let it happen. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Then, if Tainer Swiftcast has taught us anything with his magic and music, it's that we can't <laughs> let it happen. We have to. We have to. Otherwise, the world will be filled with light. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, oh. but you know, it's fine. Nuance. We'll just go with. <laughs> yeah. And this and this is where the plot is going. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. It's like an unanswerable question, you know? Right. Um, what that do we do to bring happen. peace? Yeah, like mm -hmm. what do we do to bring peace if the Asians method is not is not good with the way our world currently is because it does mean the loss of thousands of individual minds or I mean, would we if we all went back to the days of Amarat? Would we all have like nobody knows? And so right. the idea of having to work with people now the way it is and make peace or find some kind of good solution. It's a big mm -hmm. unanswerable question as far as we know right now. Right. Uh, but I'm, I am almost positive that's what the story is about. That answering <laughs> that particular question. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> anybody else have anything about this particular one before we move on? Nope. Okay. Nope. Level 78, Tainer Swift's training day. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a pretty cut and dry quest, I thought. Right. Uh, yeah. If he is going to join you, Tanner Swift decides he, he needs a training montage. Uh, mm -hmm. And it went quite well, actually, uh, except for the fact that he has absolutely no hands-on work experience, so he will never get a job. Uh, mm -hmm. To fix this, it's time for another seemingly innocent trip to kill some random monsters. However, Tanner doesn't fare so well and retreats from the battlefield dismayed. Uh, you offer your ever-present Warrior of Light Sunshine speech, and Tainer Swift is able to regain his courage, try again, and prove himself, like you've probably had to do like four or five thousand times now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's good. That's really it for that quest. You you help a little boy get some courage mm -hmm. to actually go into a fight, because, you know, he's 12. Maybe yeah. He's, yeah, maybe he's like, he's got some powers, but he's never stabbed Doesn't anybody know. before. Fights are scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that the person that he's fighting is his childhood friend. Right. Exactly. But a monster. <sighs> yeah. Still though. No it, complex yeah. feelings. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, it's this, mm -hmm. it's this kid, he's twelve years old, he he has this remarkable power that, that you uh, again we have this callback, you're trying to use him to your benefit, right? So mm -hmm. um it, just the way that his masters were back then, maybe for a different end, but it's still the right. same exact we're bad guys now, too. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you're trying to get him to confront his childhood friend and possibly kill him. So you have right. to you have to prepare the guy for that sort of eventuality, right? right? Yeah, get in the robot tainer. 
Just get in the robot. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's fine. I know you don't want to. Just do it. We're done. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Going to a dark place. A dark place. <laughs> oh. I was like, there are literally two things on, on my water bottle. One of them is D&D &D and the other one is Gundam. So I was like, yeah, no, I got major Gundam Ava feels from this, like making this child do this. You know, like I... Mm what that's impossible but you know we're good guys i mean make them do it it's great yeah. we're warriors of darkness there it's okay to do yes yeah, true things. <laughs> we are now yeah. gray jedi or something oh, good work yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> sounds good right yeah yeah, this is a cute one. And it, it, talking about like living a moment, I feel like this one does let you kind of live that with him. And mm -hmm. it's nice to see that in a world where oftentimes we just kill everything and then just don't worry about it ever. You know, like, yeah, that's oh, that. that. <laughs> the end. Um, it's it's yeah, it's a bigger issue than that. These are people that we might know. And as we get mm -hmm. to the Garlean stuff, it's the it's the same thing, you know? Right. I mean, there are so many forces that have been conquered from other places that were then yeah. indoctrinated and scripted into the ranks of Garlemald. Mm -hmm. And it is it is a complex issue or those areas that were um like Alamigo, right? That were mm -hmm. under rule for so long and we see this with like um some of the characters there, the fact that they have become part of almost this assimilated culture. And I think if we really get into the Garlemald stuff, seeing more things kind of like this little snippet where we're really mm -hmm. seeing how that affects people in a much more like intimate way, um, a one-on-one, -on -one, it would be really powerful for just the narrative there. Even if the story isn't, you know, all ancient civilizations and lost echoes, there is a real humanity to this kind of struggle that's, I think, really beautiful. Even for just a little quest. Mm -hmm. Level 80 quest. The final quest, the final day, uh, a tearful <laughs> reunion, which very appropriate title, right? Uh, yeah. Though Tanner Swift, tearful. Mm -hmm. here. I just wanted to make the pun. I mean, it's there. <laughs> right? Might as might as well make it. Yeah. I hate I hate how much I love it. <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right. Though Tanner Swift remains singularly focused on the confrontation ahead, Sirig is concerned that the boy may be suppressing his true emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, a very one-on-one -on -one, uh, special thing, like Rick said. Uh, mm -hmm. The bounty hunter asks you to have a talk with your younger companion, one mage to another. I'm like, I'm not a mage. I oh, no, this is a mage quest. Okay. Uh, yeah. That you might help him work through <laughs> any lingering anxiety or fears. Right. Dur -dur -dur -dur. Uh, you speak to Tainer, who confesses that he does harbor a deep-seated fear that he might falter in battle still i thought we just that was a quest uh yeah. condemning well, you and Sirig to a grim yeah. fate in the void uh through your heartened words the child's able to realize that the burden is not his to shoulder alone and thus regain a measure of his confidence you and tanner swift reconvene with Sirig. i feel like Sirig needs a name too we'll worry about it later and yeah. all present refer <laughs> refer uh that the time has come to make or that to take on uh Frenos's Phoenices once and for all. From here, you and your companions decide to make it for the central hills of Amber in Amarang, where Tainer Swift will work his magics to summon your foe to battle. And then there's a fight. Do you guys yeah. remember fight this fight? Yeah. Absolutely yeah, definitely. not. Definitely. <laughs> a little bit of yes, a little bit of no. Yeah. I just. I do. I, I remember there, this there's one. Some, there's some voids in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Portals. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tell us about the fight, guys. You remember it? Uh, <laughs> so, um, I think my the most memorable part about this fight was they did such a good job building up the, the, the mm, lethality yeah. of those portals that I was absolutely right. terrified. <laughs> I did not oh, want to touch yeah. one. Yeah. I was going instantly... to death. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How cool would it have been, though, if... Oh, this would have been so good. If you did get too close to them, or it has like a little thing at the beginning that says, you know, um, remember our tests and blah, 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 blah. And if you got too close to them, mm -hmm. you got like cast into some other landscape right. mm -hmm. and you were like full until like Tainer managed to pull you out. Or maybe, you know, there's something yeah. in there you have to do or yeah. that would be that would be a really fun way to, I think, even really explore that in the fights. Right. Have something there. That would be really cool. So like the chrysalis mm -hmm. fight? Yeah, that's what I was kind of, yeah. yeah, you get sucked into a void and you're in like a little different space. Yeah. yeah. That'd have been cool. Yeah, you know, they could have reused it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Cause I mean, it is a DPS role quest. I mean, to put a DPS check in there makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. Next Absolutely. time I see, ask us for help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just workshop it with us. We got you, we us. got you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, if we actually had to do that in the fight, we'd be like, why is this one so complicated? Yeah, no, so what <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I it is I just want to get through this. The storytelling backs it up in a way that I don't think you have to do that, Sharp. I mean, just, you know, like you were saying with your experience, you mm. felt that because they yeah. give you a lot of context for the fight. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine, though, if they did that, add that little extra like vignette to it, that people would intentionally fail the mechanics. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know what it's like. I mean, Exactly. And that would be, I mean, it is, it is funny because I've gone through so many old instances now knowing what we know, just like snapshotting things, every, like my tin hat's firmly on and I'm like, okay, guys, let's see if there's a symbol on that wall. We got to figure out if that means that, that there's secrets we don't know yet. And I'm just like, you know, keeping like a little notebook of it. Right. Yeah. But it would to see a little bit of that. And I, mm -hmm. the idea when we were talking about the earlier quest, like having to shatter the crystal yourself, I mean, right. having those moments where you have to face this thing in a very like tangible way would be amazing. Or mm -hmm. even if you got towards the end of this fight or something, right? And we're thinking about how do you just gut yourself and the characters emotionally? And I mean, maybe there's a part where some part of the ghost of, of you know, Nilebert is calling out or like reliving this thing. Just hanging and, out on a playground in the void. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or like you have, you have to see or like watch as, um, your young companion has to face the fact that this is his friend and you're like having to choose to attack this character, even though he's like, maybe he has a crisis halfway through the, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, please stop, please stop hitting him or something. Like that would be yeah. really interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, have to, you have to push a button to force the kid to do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's too close to being a summoner. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be good for the quest, right? Yeah, it Taylor would Smith's the new summon. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> on the flip side, uh, yeah, having having these uh, things, these these presumably AOEs that uh, mm -hmm. they have ground into your head that you should not get hit by. It like mm -hmm. kind of. I don't want to call casters out here, especially black mages. Okay. But mm -hmm. I see where it's going. Black, but don't stand in shit. Stay away. Real bad. Stay You're away real bad. from the damage. <laughs> Don't stand. <laughs> not necessarily you guys, just in general. Right, um, of course, in yes, general. Yes, yes, yes. But right. you know, you know. 
Because we don't have a, we don't have any black mages here today, not even one. Yeah, clearly you never saw me do Siri. <laughs> but the stereotype, the stereotype, yeah, whether, the stereotype. whether deserved or not, is mm -hmm. uh, that casters, especially black mages, like 80, I went 50, 60, 80 in my brain, black mages are like, this is an AoE, I can't move, I'm casting. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. Grind that into their heads. Just, just take a step. Just time your stuff better. And all the, all the like hardcore black mages are like, no. <laughs> Sharp, it's I'm fine. honestly glad that this one stuck with you so so much because I I honestly don't remember much about a lot of the fights mm -hmm. from these. And there are some really nice moments, I mean, for sure. Right. Uh, the tank one's probably one that sticks with me the most, but I, I loved hearing you talk about it. And although there are these things where, yeah, we're talking about increasing the immersion of it, this is still really cool that in these quests, we had these encounters, we got to fight these unique foes, we right. got to experience this stuff. And it's fun to kind of look back on it. And even if there are ways, I think, to make this more of a narrative emotional experience, it's mm -hmm. also a really good kind of learning tool. I mean, just like we were talking about with the AOEs and stuff, for anybody who might not have played those roles, what are the main things? If we condense your class to five buttons, what are you going to have to do in this fight? Mm -hmm. I think it is kind of a smart move from SE in a way too to kind of say, hey, let's see if anybody gets interested in these types of classes because we introduced them to this. Right. And let's also just give them like a little crash course. Yeah. About what this they might have to do. AOE the encounter. Yeah, yes. it really. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. You know, yeah. for the caster one. Thanks. <laughs> you deserve um, it. Note, just kidding. Yeah. One of the things I thought was really I, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but I loved seeing the progression of the, um, you know, the Furnessis and the, and the other uh, Sin Eaters over the course of these quests from going from, like, impossible, you cannot even begin to fight this right. guy, to you're in the last encounter and you're seeing it, the point bar go down, go down from 100% down to zero, right? Yeah. When I, when I was at the very end of fighting Furnessis and I was just about to finish him off, I was... I was I, that was very satisfying to me. I thought that the buildup was fantastic right. about how yeah. you prepare yourself. You've got, you know, you have to go in there and you, you go through this whole character progression. And at the end, it really pays off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for I sure. agree. Definitely. And then that's what I really love about the role quests, you know, just taking it from job to role and having everyone experience, you know, the same story and see the character build. And, you know, like, of course, it's an MMO, so you're going to do one at 72 74 76 you know but yeah the the capstone was really you know a great moment you know i i agree i feel like it was also from like a, a development standpoint a really good way to still have first of all good story in there um mm -hmm. and a way for you in your job to have sort of progressed through a story as they were mm -hmm. doing with all the class quests but to also condense it and save right. their time for other things. Right. Because so, having to do a class quest for every single job does get annoying. I'm not... Because mm -hmm. I'm weird. I'm the weirdo that levels everything up to max level every time. And I'm just like, okay, some of those were good. Some of those were not. Condensing them down to, to make less work for themselves and to make the storyline of each one better, I mm -hmm. think was definitely the way to go. Right. Out of curiosity... Does anybody kind of miss though that sense? I'm just, I'm just honestly curious. Yeah. Do any of you miss the sense of, like, this is me, 
really specifically tied to this this job or this role that mm. I'm playing and like achieving something within the context. You know, like when I think about the original relic weapons and stuff, you know, these are like legendary artifacts right. of your job. And there's this like idea that, you know, you have somehow ascended as a paladin yeah, or a white a mage or a paragon of mm -hmm. all blanks yeah. in the like world, you know, like, yeah. You're achieving something within mm -hmm. that niche that you fill in combat. Mm -hmm. Did any of you miss that? Or is everybody, you know, pretty much like, no, I just think as long as there's a good story and I feel as though there was a good resolution that I'm okay. I think I definitely did. Um, yeah. As a person who has spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, the backstory of my character, because I do mm -hmm. role play, um, mm -hmm. her sometimes. Um, it was it was strange not being able to fit in like the summoner aspect of it, right? Um, and to and like build upon that because there's nothing really to pull. I mean, yeah, you know, you definitely talk about like your experience um, fighting for Nisus and how that affects your character, of course, but mm -hmm. there's, it was something lacking in not learning more about the summoner's background even more right. and how they could have built a little bit more onto it. I get yeah, that. I, um, I desperately missed it. Aww. Desperately. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, okay, and now Phoenix, but how, how did I learn how to <laughs> yeah. do this? What? That's why true. did I get this? It, it well, especially <laughs> didn't make sense for mine because yeah. I still haven't finished coils. Oh yeah, see. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Right. I still have not finished coils. Ooh, yeah. See. Yeah. And that's that's what I really missed. Like you know, mm -hmm. there's a there's a quest for every job after you go back, and I was just sitting there, you know, like uh, they're lackluster. And, and Gridania, and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, what'd you go do? Like nothing. I just learned how to summon Phoenix. You're not going to ask about it. Cool. That's fine. We don't need to talk about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> you. When you phrase it like that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, you. <laughs> no, no, you go, Zen. You go. Okay. <laughs> when uh, when you phrase it like that, like, did you miss the other jobs? Like, I really did enjoy them smashing it down into yeah. the role quests. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like the very tiny. Uh, job role, job quests that they gave us for each individual mm -hmm. thing needed something more. So I'm going to yeah. say, I'm going to say yes, I did miss it a little bit. I don't want full fleshed out like we used to mm -hmm. have, go stop what you're doing every two levels and, and go get your it, next yeah. ability type stuff. I don't want that. I'm, I'm very glad mm -hmm. that's gone. But I, I do miss the story behind it. So I would have liked if maybe the final one was a little bit more than, all right, you accomplish some stuff. I don't care what it is. Go do a dance. Go sing a song. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. I agree. That's what they were. And well, <laughs> well, the dancer one was kind of cool. Like mm -hmm. you basically just watch a minute of you spinning around in mirror to the dancer person. It's like okay, yeah. that that does nothing. That was a cool yeah. thing. I mean, and I did, feel I did love that. I loved that probably the most out of any of the the capstones mm, right. for the classes because at least there I felt like, oh, we're doing an art together, and art right. is beautiful, <laughs> and was... we're bonding. You know, like and I definitely, feel. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely for the summoner one too. I don't. I don't know how many other people here have done the summoner one, but mm -hmm. I really want more from that. I need it. <laughs> I I need more from that yeah. because like it goes back. I mean, do you guys care if we spoil it or not? I mean, it's, it's a big old spoil yeah, cast spoil today, cast. so you're good. That's, that's, that's fair. Good. I mean, you go back and visit uh, Fordola and Ehrenwald. Oh! oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't and, realize and that. It kind, of, it kind of expounds on um, 
I don't remember which uh, I don't remember which level this was, but um, it expounds on the whole. We were trying to teach. Yeah, we were trying to teach the art of summoning again, mm -hmm. and we are able to do that with Fordola and Ehrenwald because they have the echo. Right. And Ooh. and and because and especially because they they kind of you kind of leave Fordola in her cell after um, the the mini Lakshmi mm -hmm. instance, and you yeah. never revisit her again. Like she apparently. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really interesting with her because she apparently has a story in the collection mm -hmm. of short stories that they did. I think Fusion yeah. was talking about that. Yeah. But it is very weird that we haven't gotten more resolution with her in yeah. game. Yeah. Really so, yeah, so we got that cuts. You get that like little quest at the end of the summer yeah. um, one, and I'm like, <gasps> and now? are they actually going to do more? And then it ended, yeah. and I said, what do you okay. mean there's not a next quest? Please, <laughs> right. Essie, please. Yeah. Why are you doing this? How is Black Mage? Yeah, how uh, is Black so, Mage? Yeah, Black Black Mage was basically the same, you know. It's like it's like you go in and um I think Black Mage it's been a while, but I think that there's a like a little mysteries quest that mm -hmm. I get um that you have to do, but it's basically like the rest of them. It's like you go you go through and it's like your class is basic, you know, best greatest hits, right? So <laughs> yeah. you, you say hi to, to some folks, you make sure that they're all fine and then that's it. Yeah, um, but thinking back on it, uh, you know, the the point about Phoenix I think is really interesting because I think that kind of represents the fact that you have now moved beyond every like right. all of your old trainers. Now you are the one that is yeah creating, mm -hmm. creating new powers and spells, mm -hmm. and because it's you, they don't necessarily need to go through the whole you know like yeah, do like a vision quest and do this sort of thing. Yeah, um, what I would like to see though is I would like to see like. Like you said, just some recognition. Like maybe you get back mm. and you say, "Hey, look, I've got Phoenix now." And somebody says, "Wow, tell me how to do that so we can advance the state of summoning <laughs> yeah. as a whole for everybody else." Right. <laughs> and then you're like, "I can't. Some twins will beat me up." Yeah, yeah. yeah some twins I mean, will beat me up because I keep flexing their grandpa. Yeah, exactly. That would really be so neat, though, because Sharp, I, I'll be completely honest. I had not thought about these like capstone quests as being that. Right, mm -hmm. you have moved beyond your right. trainers, and now you are kind of the the person on the cutting edge, the frontier, the new frontier of your class. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see that be in the narrative, where uh, yes. I mean, you're like you have something. I mean, oh my gosh, how cool would it have been? If they somehow instance you some little thing with like summoner, where I don't know, you're you're talking to Phoenix, or you're having some kind of thing, right? Where mm -hmm. you are putting two and two together as this person, and you're like. Mm -hmm. Wait, I can, and and it's tough if you haven't done those quests. But even right. if they gave you some kind of context there, mm -hmm. or something where you get to see and be a part of this discovery, or you get to teach it to other people, right. or you know, like with White Mage and the Lilies, that whole rework happened. But there's like nothing in the actual, you know, mm -hmm. quests that we have about that because it just didn't really exist. Just... So now you just have these Lilies that you use. But yeah. having that history and lore somehow would be so amazing yeah. even if you finally go back to the forest and sure maybe only the pagels really get to talk to the elementals but you have a moment where you get to speak with them because of your training or you know whatever yeah. it is that would be so cool mm -hmm. all i all i'm imagining is them doing this grandiose quest they're like oh you are the paragon you are the teacher now and then they just automatically put you into a mentor roulette <laughs> <laughs> no. no finish this, like this. and you get Not your like upgrade this. 
<laughs> well, but think about it with the trust system. We yeah. could do something kind mm -hmm. of like that, right? What no. if instead of no. having this, well, <laughs> Zen, hear me out. What if instead of having this like greatest tours, go talk to all the characters that used to be relevant to the quest, but now they're not going to be relevant anymore. So I guess we'll tie them off somehow. Like, yeah. what if instead of doing that, I mean, yeah, like we had, we took them through and we taught them something. And by the end, they had acquired that new skill or like we took them to some kind of mini instance or we got to talk with them during it. I mean, you mm. could have almost rather than having this big voiced cutscene or, you know, whatever unvoiced, um, you could do something like that to still give a sense of your role, but mm. being able to like play it out with other people or, you know, like with this, these NPCs or I think there's a lot of things they could do with it. Yeah, it would be interesting. Actually, going off that, I just had a really funny idea um, mm -hmm. about going back to your old trainers. I'm thinking about going back to um, Yumitra mm -hmm. and just being like, yo, I got to tell you, Yostola did the thing again. You got to talk to your sister. <laughs> you got to keep her. You can't, <laughs> you can't <laughs> talk to your sister. She's in a different plane. Like, you can't, but I will gladly. Yeah bring Carry five letter. million letters for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, can I also just be real? Ishtola's aether sight and her blindness is still never ever been resolved. And I No, it hasn't. Like, I keep <laughs> it, waiting. It will. I keep waiting. And I'm sure and they're gonna she'll hit us die. With it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, no. let's, let's I'm, ki I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Let's finish up this quest. Um, oh yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, so, oops. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't I didn't I'm gonna let you finish. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we do the fight. We win the fight, and uh, little little Tanner Swift is like, "Oh, that was sad, but I've come to grips with it." Uh, you learned that the whole time uh, that Tanner was lost, uh, Niall Bert was trying to get him back, and mm -hmm. that also helps him move on mm -hmm. because that's super moving. <laughs> that's why. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sirig is, uh, basically the, the kid's like, all right, I'm, I'm not an adult, but I have, I have the heart of an adult now. I've grown strong and I will move <laughs> on by my own, on my own. And Sirig's like, nah, dude, let's hang out and, and be friends. So yeah. they become buddies and, uh, walk off into the sunset to the Crisarium together to hang out mm -hmm. at the bar where everybody yeah. else is. With a 12 year old, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and, I mean. He is an Elizin slash elf. That's true. He could be older. He could I mean, be. He, yeah, he definitely could be. He looks about, if not a little bit older than um, yeah. Alice. You know, so an elf and elf. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally fine. Yeah. You can drink in Europe, probably. I think. Most of, like a lot of the countries. Yeah. <laughs> is he old enough to drink in Europe? He's an adult. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's ready for the front lines of war. Yeah, he's okay. He, he can drink beer. <laughs> the kid this kid got heated into the void. Let's give him something. Exactly. All he has yeah. to do is he's show them his birth certificate. I am 112. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's the avatar. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank that's you, right. yeah. That is, that is what happened, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ice ball, void... Mm -hmm. Same boy, difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, girlfriend didn't turn into the moon, but grandpa turned into a phoenix. Yeah, okay. It's good. I like it. it's oh, no. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, my God. Oh, my That's God. Yeah. 
you have anything else to say about about this quest? I feel like we we pretty much no. uh, summed yeah. it up after the fight, but we did have right. to put the little happy bittersweet ending in there. Right. Yeah. So now I guess going. Talk. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just had one thing. Yeah, yeah, do <laughs> yeah, it. Fine. Going back to the to talking about themes of Shadowbringers, one thing that's really always stuck out to me, because um, you know I I talked about this a lot with friends, and how they really like just Shadowbringers, like Heavensward used to be their favorite expansion, and now that Shadowbringers exists, mm-hmm. it's all about Shadowbringers, and I totally get that, like one hundred percent, but. For me, like Heavensward still always has that like place in my heart. Like I think about it and I still cry. My heart still physically hurts. And a big thing um, that somebody described it to me was that in Heavensward, one of the overarching themes is kind of like, how far would your friends and comrades go for you? And in Mm -hmm. Shadowbringers, it gets flipped on your head. How far would you go for your friends? And I think this, I think that... (laughs) Okay. I think the caster role quest is yes. really exemplary of that because we get to have both sides of the conversation here with Tanner Swift cast and mm-hmm. Nilebert. Um and like it's not it wasn't just one for the other because like Nilebert's story was trying to rescue Tanner and now as Tanner has grown, he now has to rescue Nilebert right. from this curse for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. yeah i really feel i mean you know i'm a caster but i really feel like we save the best you know set of quests for last i mean of course you know everyone's gonna have their own that they like Mm -hmm. the best but to me this is even going over you know synopsis playing some of them this is the one that i'm like oh i'm gonna remember that forever just because of the way that it was so i don't know and now we're all speechless yeah. My heart is too full. I can't say anything better than that, so I'm yeah. just going to sit here in my own sadness. <laughs> Show <Yeah>. over. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but... yep. no, now we're now we're going to talk about uh, the caster DPS role life. Mm-hmm. Your experiences as your job. Yeah. That's why we have our lovely guests to help us out with that. Because I'm not a caster. <laughs> I only have red mate. <laughs> I mean, I have it and I enjoy it, but I'm not necessarily good at it. <laughs> That's me and tanking. <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. So, uh, why DPS specifically, caster DPS? Uh, what's your motivator there? Feel free to just call out and we'll get people as we want. Whatever. Yeah. You guys go first. Okay, I'll I'll go first then. <laughs> uh, so why specifically caster DPS? So I've I've talked about this I think a little bit a long time ago, but I was a bard for a long time. Right? Mm. I was a bard all through when I was playing. I played the game very casually initially. I was a bard all the way through ARR, all the way through Heaven's Word, right up until the point where I had to I had a cast bar mm-hmm. as a bard. Right. Once I had a cast bar as a bard. Suddenly, I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, I lost all of the mobility I used to have. I lost all the things that I thought were really fun about Bard. I have to stand in one spot. So mm-hmm. if I have to stand in one spot, then I might as well play a more traditional cast. Might as well hit right. harder. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's exactly right. That's the calculus I went through. So then I played the Black Mage, and I have been in love with that class ever since. Mm. Um, it's just so strategic. I love the ability, uh, the, the fact that you have to really 100% learn all of the encounters. And, right. Um, 
you know, find out those little areas we were talking about before where you're just mm -hmm. like, okay, I can be exactly this far away from this mechanic <laughs> yeah. in order for me to actually continue DPSing and lose the least amount of time. That aspect of the, the class really appeals to me. Mm. That's the best thing I've ever heard about somebody being stuck behind the bard cast bar. To be 100% <laughs> yeah. honest, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I played Bard up until Dancer came out, so I was there with you, and I just kind of went, okay, this is my life now. But you took yeah. it and you made it into something better. I like that story. <laughs> I think, um, definitely for me, is DPS. I will always default to primarily a DPS job mm. um, for me personally, and for casting, I'm... I'm a huge fan of the fantasy genre and mm. really just the aesthetics of magic. So it was it was a really easy choice for me when I started right. playing. Um, so that my story is pretty boring. I like magic. I like casting. I like making things go boom. It's great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. What, yeah, that's yeah. what drew you? What drew you directly to like summoner? Was there something mm, like yeah. you just picked it up, or was it that you like you know had other Final Fantasy experience that made you want to play that class? I I spent a lot of time on that screen actually during character <laughs> creation. I was I was very much actually between white mage, um, black mage, and summoner, mm -hmm. and I think I went with summoner. Um, I I really always liked the concept of being able to summon another like an otherworldly being to mm -hmm. help augment your power. That's I'm a super big fan of that. And it also helps because um, Final Fantasy X is actually my favorite Final Fantasy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I was so going I said, to ask. I said, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I went with Summoner and I kind of haven't looked back since. I've been slowly working on getting my Black Mage to 80 um, for my mm -hmm. static, um, but I have such limited time that it's been real slow going, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny because I actually started the game out as a Summoner because of Yuna. And I'm not yeah. ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely not ashamed either. You should not be ashamed. You should not Thank be you. Ashamed. Let's not be ashamed about this. But no, it was, you know, like I loved the aesthetic. I loved the idea. And one of my favorite things about the Final Fantasy games had always been the summons. I mean, the right. espers, mm -hmm. the the entities. Like I loved them. And when I got into it and I found out it was like a lot of dots and you had a book, I was like, very bad. No, no, thank yeah. you. Where, <laughs> where's -uh. my soul journey to acquire new spectral friends that can right. crush my enemies? Okay, no thanks. <laughs> um, but of course, I mean, Summoner is great, but I ended up mm -hmm. switching to heals. But I was curious how many people initially were drawn to it because, or if you, if that was the case with you too, because of some of the precedent the franchise has added. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was a big reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I play a lot of MMOs. I love MMOs. I love to raid MMOs. I have been on the cutting edge in a few of them. Rip Wildstar, I've said this before. <laughs> um, and I always do DPS. That is just the kind of person that I am. I want to eke out that damage. I want to see the contribution in that way. I'd like, I like that sort of thing. And uh, I remember when I first started playing in ARR, because I tried 1.0, and I was like, nope, no good, not going to do this one. Um, uh, when I came back, I was like, well, I'll be a warrior or something. Maybe I'll, I'll just tank. And then uh, we didn't need any. So I was like, well, I guess I'll play Summoner. That seems cool. Uh, and that's just why I landed on Summoner, but why I stayed was because of the the tactics. You know, like, like Sharp was saying, like, it's not the same as Black Mage, because it's, it's you know, Summoner is debatably much more mobile in, in different ways. 
Uh, I mean, for Red Mage, to me, Red Mage is like the least mobile caster to me. I mean, you do have a jump forward and back, but you only do that once every once in a while. Summoner doesn't have to stop. Red Mage has to stop half the time, you know, like in Black Mage has some teleportation, but it's like Summoner is so mobile and so dynamic, you know, eventually that I stayed with it because it was <laughs> so much fun. Um, you know, I think it was really when Bahamut happened. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm never leaving. Nope, never leaving now. Yeah. Nope. Uh, let me tell you about my Lord and Savior, Bahamut. You know, like, that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what kept me here. And also the static said, we need a caster, but also it needs to be able to uh, raise. So it's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really hoping I can get more into caster DPS, which is mm -hmm. kind of funny because in almost any other game, I am always drawn to casters. Like in single player RPGs, I will mm -hmm. almost always make a caster because sure. I, I really love them. Um, but it wasn't until Red Mage came out that I actually went and got one of them and then leveled yeah. it aggressively. Like there mm -hmm. was this period of time where I went, I'm gonna be a Red Mage main now. And I was mm -hmm. like ready and I had signed my soul over. And then I realized that I actually do really love healing in MMOs and that I couldn't do that. But it's still like Red Mage for me is still one of my favorites because I just love the aesthetic. Sure. Yeah. And I'm gonna be totally real about that. Like I did a lot of sword play. Um, in school and and did um, like stage combat and mm. rapier was one of my favorite weapons and the mm. idea that you have this caster class that is doing magic in this really kind of fun way and then leaping in to unleash this like torrent of a you know closer to like a melee attack you know yeah um, I love that and I think it's so neat and that whole kind of aesthetic comes together so that always really drew me to red mage but I'm trying my next yeah level is summoner scholar i'm gonna see if i can get into it <laughs> same with black mage because yeah. i know that they have a lot of really cool things to offer it's mm -hmm. funny you should say uh the the sword play brought you to red mage because that is one of my primary reasons too i did a <laughs> lot of uh all kinds of weapons uh in high school and early college uh mm -hmm. with a That's sword so cool. trainer guy yeah and my favorite thing was rapier and dagger so it's like mm -hmm. almost the same thing, except you're doing this instead of this. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and I don't know. I I used to be a black mage in 11. Mm -hmm. And that was my thing for the longest time until Corsair came out. And then I was like, oh, oh, support classes are really fun. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I think this is me now. Uh, right. And actually, when I started 14, I went uh, Conjurer, because back mm -hmm. then, Thaumaturge and Conjurer were basically both uh, casters mm -hmm. with a little bit of healing on both ends. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, uh, this one instead of this one, right? Mm -hmm. And then that ended up being the, the healer. So I was like, eh, Bard? Uh, I guess I'm Archer at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I sort of like re-gifted myself the idea of mobility and was like, goodbye, casters. Yeah. Goodbye forever. Yeah. But no, I really do like... Uh, I like Red Mage the most. And maybe it's yeah. because it's it's the easiest to transition from my main job into this one that's kind of like, I hit the buttons because they tell me to. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that a lot about Red Mage, um, mm -hmm. even back when it was released. Like my best friend, um, she is a bard dancer main. She really loves ranged DPS. And when Red Mage came out, she was like, okay, this is the one, this is the one. I really like it. It's not mm -hmm. I, like, I don't have to stay in one place. Um, yep. and I, and it's funny you guys brought up the swordplay thing too, because 
Um, the big thing about Red, Ma Red Mage aesthetic that really got me was um, I was never on like Color Guard when I was in marching band. Mm -hmm. If I had been on Color Guard, I probably would have uh, I probably would have focused a lot on saber. Right. Um, yes. As far as weapons go, so I just, yeah, Red Mage is really good for the aesthetic. I really like it. Right. Sum I up. Really thought... Ladies like swords. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I really thought I was going to play Red Mage as my main when it came out because I was I a Red Mage that. in eleven, and I loved it. It was very different. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> but I loved it. I was like, okay, well, goodbye, Summoner. I'll be Red Mage, and then I just didn't like the output. Really, that's what it came down to. I didn't like the output yeah. compared to Boom, what Summoner could do. Yeah, how... I didn't like the output, and I, I didn't like how not as busy it was. It was right. really, it's really difficult not being busy anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> how, like, what were the major sort of characteristics or things you could do as a red mage in eleven? Um, they were more enfeebling. Uh, they were, they were kind mm -hmm. of a support job. Um, okay. They didn't ver do very much damage. They would uh, use status effects, but really. What they were there for was to give every mage in the party more MP. That's really what you needed a red mage for. Mm. Refresh and haste. Yeah, refresh and haste. That's you, uh, you like could solo certain content on red mage. And, yes, you could. Uh, you did not melee. If you meleeed as a red mage, you would be laughed at. Yeah, no, you don't do that. Um, you know, it was it was really really fun uh, to a point, but then. I, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to play 11 anymore. But when I saw Red Mage was actually going to do the damages <laughs> and look cool and have this sword magic. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to see what they do in uh, 5.2 because they've talked about adjusting it. Hmm. I don't know that it'll take over, but I'll definitely play it more. Yeah. I feel like we've covered these uh, next couple of things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to do, <laughs> what's your favorite part of DPSing specifically? Those Anya numbers. Casta. The numbers. <laughs> the numbers. The big boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as the as the black mage, for me it's absolutely the big boom. But you mm -hmm. know, I, I actually, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a crit build this time, mm -hmm. so my, my booms aren't quite as big as they could be. Mm -hmm. I want spell speed instead. Yeah. Um but I think it's actually not something in the game for me. It's mm -hmm. um well, it is kind of. It's going through and trying to figure out how to eke out more damage. And I, yes. I think that when you yeah. most DPS players, they'll probably tell you the same thing. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, what can I do the next time to better my performance? Right? The min-max. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the easiest classes to measure. Like, you either did more damage or you did less damage. Right. So, <laughs> more damage next time. That's absolutely the thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar to me. For me, it's it's that experimentation of okay we're on this phase i've gone into it this way because this happened okay how do i recover from that how do i do this you know this was you know i had to i had to throw a raise while i was in phoenix uh uh why but that's okay oh, yeah. that's all right <laughs> yeah that's just the oh it hurts so bad yeah. especially when it's like i don't even have swift cast so i'm just gonna hard cast in phoenix and it's faster but why yeah. would you make me do this <laughs> why why you're would make, you do this to you're me? making yourself do it <laughs> yeah, well, I would I would gladly not raise them. That's fine. <laughs> but just don't uh, die. Yeah. Just don't die. Yeah, just don't die. Uh, but yeah, it's it's that constant evolution of okay, this is better that time, like, all right, cool, this fight, especially for, for summoner, you know, because I haven't played very much Black Mage, it's the cycle versus the mechanics. I mean it I'm sure it's exactly the same, but like since it's so incredibly strict, 
It's like, oh, well, I know where I'm in a fight because I cast this just then. I'm in yeah. Bahamut, so I know that this is happening. You know, or I did this, okay, now the stage's gonna drop out, we're on Leviathan. All right, I remember I need to move and try and stutter step. You know, that stuff I really enjoy. Yeah. That's yeah. what really keeps bringing me back to, to DPS funny, in general. Because I think what I ended up finding that I loved about DPS kind of achieves the same result, but it's kind of from the opposite end. Mm -hmm. And I just within the past year, I think, have really started to get interested in or like really invested in running DPS. And mm -hmm. with that, for me, it's always about like, I like the flow, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, Bard and Dancer because they're like fast paced proc based classes. And mm -hmm. I love that. Like, I love having, you know, these things that you have to do really fast or you have to make these decisions and then sort of dovetail mm -hmm. down it and get into this flow with the class or maybe it's your burst window or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. And and that is really fun for me paired with that sort of aesthetic sense and the feel of the different classes, because I think the DPS in particular feels so distinctive. Like mm -hmm. if you're doing a cast, you're doing Black Mage it feels really different than playing Monk. If you're mm -hmm. doing, like, there's something mm -hmm. about the sort of space that you're in yeah. and the flow and what you're doing where it does feel like you are tackling, I mean, obviously you're trying to do damage, but you're tackling mm -hmm. that shoulder in a different tackling. way. You're shoulder tackling uh, it in a different way, yeah. <laughs> and of course, like, if you're doing the flow well and you're doing your rotation well, your DPS is also improving. But for mm -hmm. me, it's always been less about, like, what did I parse? And more about, like, oh, I hit the button so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I lit yeah. right up and oh. I punched his head off. Okay. Yeah. Now <laughs> I mean, I definitely complain about raising a little bit, not that much, because it's part it's part of it. You're, he it's really progression. doesn't complain like at no. all. <laughs> no, I mean I complain in my own head. But <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. no. Yeah. But it's <laughs> that's like that's not that's not complaining. That's not. But when you, it's not unless when you, you put get it out. That, <laughs> I mean that's true. <laughs> but when you get that, it's like, oh, someone died, and you just go, all right, no, I can do that right here, right now, before anyone asks for it, before, like, usually the only way I know people have died is they go, oh, crap, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, immediately, swift cast, who was it raised? <laughs> like, and I'm just still doing what I'm doing. And it just feels so good to be able yeah. to, you we know, this... shift. Mm -hmm. No, I was saying, we no, had the, the conversation the other day where I was like, I feel like I'm being annoying when every time somebody, like, gets hit or dies, I'm like, oh, <gasps> You know, and he's like, no, it helps me to know what I need to raise. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I'm not paying attention to anyone else's life bars. I don't know if you're dead or not. Like, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to you. So uh, if you don't say something, I won't know. He died. He died the other other day, uh, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, that doesn't help you. <laughs> <laughs> you're aware yeah. you're dead. Yeah. Target self. Why isn't my res? Yeah. Why isn't it happening? <laughs> and I think I died because I wasn't ready to raise someone. That happens to me all the time. I'll, oh, I'll be like, yeah. yeah, I'll be like, okay, I can raise you. I'm going to have to hard cast. And then, oh, right. I have to get on this side of the, oh. That was, <laughs> so we find my static finally got into Titan last night. Cause we've just mm -hmm. like had a lot of hiccups with stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was last night. There was a lot of like emergency res and we've gotten really good in my static between me and our healers about mm -hmm. like who is healing what. Um, and usually, and like, I always try to take the initiative when I know there's going to be a lot of damage output. I always say yeah. I'm resing blank now. Um, mm -hmm. We always call out like how long we have on our swift cast if we know that we need to right. res somebody. Yeah. Um, so, but, and it's really nice because you get into that flow, not only with yourself, but with your teammates. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, exactly. probably my favorite part about like finally having a static is like I like I feel like everything's finally meshing together right. a lot better. Yeah. 
So I wanted to go back to something that Rook said uh, mm. a little yeah. while ago. Um, one of the things I think Final Fantasy XIV does so well is when you're playing a class and you're and you're pushing your buttons right, mm -hmm. the game rewards you with a, like all this great visual effects and and just a lot mm -hmm. of really positive, mm -hmm. interesting feedback. So when you're right, it, there's a lot of like it's not necessarily you know the incentive of doing more damage, but there's a lot of other incentives. I look so cool right now. Class well. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, does... for instance, when I'm playing a black mage, right? When you're playing a black mage, you know, you, 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 your entire existence revolves around Enoki and your timers. Mm -hmm. Everything fits together so well when you, when you play and, you, and you're casting spells in the right order. You're like, okay, this is coming up because this, this cooldown just came off of cooldown. Yeah. You start to see all these things just <laughs> oh, kind of line up. That's great. Mm -hmm. like, like no other class, uh, DPS... You, you know how much time they spent on these fights because certain things will be happening and you're like, there is a perfect window right here for me to do this thing I have to do as my class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can, and, and like I said, if, that's why I love in, that. In, yeah, in five more seconds, if, if the stuff that's about to happen in five seconds were happening now, I could not do this thing as efficiently mm -hmm. as I can mm -hmm. in this space and time. And it's just like, right. you can tell they put that effort in there for each class. So yeah, that it's, it's kind nobody of has a too terrible time. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's there's also, definitely some. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, it's also really fun because I feel like as DPS, you obviously have such a direct connection. Like, not only your own personal, you know, like, impact. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm looking really cool, which is really fun. But yeah. you also know that in a lot of situations, like, something can't hurt you if it's dead. And right. that's kind of like, that's... <laughs> That's something <laughs> true. That has been a big adjustment yeah, for me coming yeah. into coming into DPS as a role, right? Because like as a healer, my mentality is like if I can enable my party and if I can keep them alive and if I can get these things rolling or get that res off, mm -hmm. I can allow the party to succeed. As a tank, you know, like again, I can facilitate this instance. I can soak this damage so mm -hmm. that you know, things go smoothly. And as a DPS, you're just like, I will kill it. Yeah, and then it will, die. <laughs> it will be dead. Yeah. And problem solved, I think. <laughs> like, <To> me, <laughs> it's really fun. Like, there have been a few runs because I've been leveling Monk, and boy, howdy, do I hate melee DPS. Let me just say that. Hate it. <laughs> hate it so much. I, any like melee DPS out there, you are actual saints. I have had my face on so many bosses' butts, and it's just inescapable, and that's where you live, and you can't escape yeah. it. I want to be out in the field. I want to be out there picking flowers. <laughs> Frolicking. But I'm just here on the boss butt, and the tank keeps spinning him. Please stop. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I just hate it very much. But it's also really fun because there have been these moments recently where I'm doing, like, leveling rulies. Everyone dies. And I'm like, oh... I guess I kill him, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's still my job. <laughs> it has been so fun knowing that in that moment, you know, if mm -hmm. I have my heels and I don't like get overwhelmed by the sudden realization that no one will kill this thing unless I kill it in this instance, and this is mm -hmm. the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny, mm -hmm. like, it's so yeah. fun. Yeah. And like people are cheering you on and you're watching the health bar go down. And there's like this very direct connection mm -hmm. to the boss that is very different than it's like a healer's tank. Yeah. That's your and, direct yeah. connection. Yeah. 
This is your direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was kind of long, but that's my emotional no, journey good. through DPS. Good. I mean, good. that makes a lot of sense. Like, you, <laughs> when you said, yeah, well, if it's dead, it can't do damage. To me, like, as in a static, the moment where, like, on Titan, you know, like, when, when, you, when you eventually beat it, you're like, oh, man, just barely under the timer. But as you get more and, you know, better and better at it, when you start skipping phases or like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know that last bit, yeah. the merry-go-round, we don't have to do that. That's so good. That is that is Freaking. another, like, direct response to your ability is, hey, yeah, we didn't have to do that part. We hate We did that. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for keeping us alive, but we did that. Yeah, exactly. that. There's uh, the freaking part All in uh, uh, Wade Walker, whatever it is, uh, the, the very ending stuff where it's like, be here now, be here now, be here oh, now, dodge everything. Oh, and we just cycle, skip that yeah. now and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to see all of the all of the prevented damage, all of the healing that right. would have had been done attributed to the DPS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We just we just saved all that time. Yeah, you know, we didn't have to worry about it. I was going to say um when you said uh if it's dead it's not it's not killing us. Uh I think a really good example of that is actually in dungeons. Uh mm -hmm. when people do big pulls. Uh Yeah. So mm -hmm. there there is oh, yeah. sort of a, mm -hmm. a finite amount of time that the healer can keep that tank up, right? Like the tank yeah. if they're if they're a good tank they're managing their cooldowns, it's fine. The healer's managing their MP, it's fine. Mm. But it, maybe not this expansion, but definitely the previous one. There's a finite amount of time before it's just like, well, I don't have anything left. And the thing that really keeps that particular strategy working is your DPS's ability to mm -hmm. kill the crap out of that stuff quickly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and people overlook that all the time. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you'll get in and people will be lambasting the tank because they're like, Oh, you just you're you're pulling too big. You don't know your own limits. Or they're lambasting the healer. You're not healing me. I'm dying. But there's this whole other part of that equation, especially mm -hmm. like earlier on as people are just learning their DPS and stuff like that. Where when I'm in with parties or I'm doing mentor release, sometimes I'll have to say we don't have the DPS for a right. large pull. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just right. like at this level with the DPS we have, they may mm -hmm. not have a full AOE kit. We may mm -hmm. not, they may not be comfortable. We just cannot burn them at a fast enough pace that yeah. people aren't running out of all their cooldowns. And people forget that all the time, that it is really a group effort to do fast dungeon runs. Mm -hmm. It depends on all three different types doing what they need to do well to be able to do it smoothly. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. That was a really fun discussion. Right. Um, <laughs> so if if you had to pick a different DPS, what job would that be? Caster Does or physical? Ooh. Does it have to be in the game? Or can it be no, a in the game. An existing... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, you really opened the floodgates there. <laughs> yeah. Rewind the game. You cannot be a mystic illusionist, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Yet later, maybe. Um, yeah. Hmm. Honestly, I, mean, I think it'd probably be dragoon. Yeah. Mm. I'm a real big fan of like the general dragoon aesthetic. I also mm. really love dragons. Um, right. Okay. No, but I, I dragoon's the only um, melee DPS. Like, I'm trying to branch out of caster because I've I already know that I'd really like to play black mage um, mm -hmm. for a while at some point. Um, but Dragoon is the only melee DPS that I've really dedicated a bunch of time to. It's my highest mm -hmm. level one to, like, level 56. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just, I like that it's a little bit slower paced mm -hmm. than the other melee DPS. So it gives me a lot more time to adjust. 
Um, but I, I just think Dragoon is so fun to play, like having to weave in your jumps and like, and like, you know, still having to time your jumps. So you're not getting locked into your jump animation. Right. Cause you yeah. know, if you're, a sp- if you're a split second off, that might be your death. Yep. Um, so I think for me, it'd probably be a Dragoon. Mm. Anyone else? I've got two answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Samurai and Machinist. Ooh, I'm, I'm completely averse to having any kind of any kind of raid utility. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make that connection, but all right, yeah. okay. I thought about it right after you said, and I said, ah, I see. <laughs> uh, I I have always known that I cannot I cannot play monk. I can't do it because if I do, I will never switch back. Uh, I love the monk aesthetic in in other games. I love the martial artist kind of kind of feel. I love their rotation and how busy it is and how strict it is. I'm weird. I don't know why. It just, it to me makes it feel better when you get those good numbers. It's like, man, that was difficult. And yeah, you know, the boss was spinning all over the place and I still had to do it and I had to do these mechanics and whatever. But Monk would be what I would play, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, I think I would, interestingly enough, probably go Monk too, Aldino. Mm. I don't like I don't like it. Like I said, but <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing though. Uh, I do like it mm. in a sense. Like Monk and Ninja would probably be big for me because mm, I already right. like my real DPS of choice, like if I'm DPSing is Barter Dancer. I love those mm-hmm. two. They're so fun. I really enjoy them. But outside of that, yeah, Red Mage. So that leaves me with like the melee category. And I think I've always wanted to really be good at melee. Even if, in theory, it's it's sometimes hard for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I I have really enjoyed from leveling Monk the fact that it really is its own skill challenge. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, even if I find it frustrating, even if it drives me crazy being on the boss all the time. Like, it is really interesting to see my perspectives on, on how to interact with the game and with enemies change so drastically. And all the positionals and all the ways that you're, like, negotiating playing this class Mm -hmm. it feels so well realized it feels like yes if i just nail these angles that i'm getting these punches in at if i just do this thing then like i will achieve so much and i would love to see monk because it is more of a skill thing i'd love to see its potencies be a little stronger than everybody and and right now sam sam you know there's some discussion with those two um But it is sure. so fun, and it's complex in a way that I really appreciate. And mm-hmm. Ninja's fun, too, because it has its own flair. So, like, for me, I would love to be able to really excel at those. But I don't know if personality-wise and, like, my natural play style-wise, I ever will. So, I mean, maybe. Sure. Maybe I just need to give it more time and just get more custom to it. But mm-hmm. For me, it's uh, Ninja and Machinist. I, mm-hmm. I definitely haven't played Bard, like, at all. Uh I got it to 80, and then I leveled up Dancer because I wanted to see how the job was. And then I was like, oh. Like I said earlier, <laughs> I like this, this, this is me now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I do still consider myself a, a Dancer Bard uh, main. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I went to switch anything, it would be Machinist or Ninja. Mm-hmm. Red Mage? One, one of each. One of each. Yeah, one of each. <laughs> I don't want to switch. Yeah. I really like my job, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, 
what is everybody's least favorite part of DPSing and your least favorite job? Butts. I hate butts in melee. I hate the butts in melee, and I don't like standing <laughs> on them. All right, good. <laughs> Fine, wonderful. All melee, specific melee. All melee sucks, but also no. I'm <laughs> sorry. Wow. Oh no, it's just oh. Hot that's, drinks. That's probably I mean, my job least wise. favorite part. Yeah, just job. job wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like specific I, job, like samurai, ninja, dragoon. I mean, probably it's probably Samurai Monk Ninja, right? It's mm -hmm. it's just that while it's a challenge and it's very different, and I appreciate that. Like I just mm -hmm. said, on the exact same hand, I I hate I hate having to be right there on the boss, right. and I find that to be the most infuriating because, like, for me as a bard, if I'm you know out in the field and something happens, I'm like, I'm just gonna scoot. I'm just gonna scoot. I'm just right. gonna scoot and I just go for it and it's very fun and it's easy or if I'm doing caster I think because I do healers the spell sliding is it yeah it's fine yeah. to me you know I'm like here's my cast I'm just gonna scoot I'm just gonna scoot, and that's fine but with melee I feel like I'm just screaming all the time on the, bo <laughs> on the boss's butt and it's the worst because like while you are doing it you're also at the most mercy of everybody right because mm -hmm. like and i really appreciate this having played melee a little bit more now because i understand why they eat stuff and why they're trying to do you know like i have to just stand here because otherwise my potencies are halved and that was a big realization for me but it mm -hmm. is terrible when you're standing there and your tank doesn't realize that the entire boss's butt is a poison field and you're just standing <laughs> in poison or someone who's supposed to run an aoe out just like stands in your oh, spot and you're yeah. like well i needed mm -hmm. that space but okay. i know and it's terrible and yeah. you can mitigate it, but that's probably like the worst feeling for me in DPS. Feeling as though like I'm doing my thing. Oh, oh, oh my thing is in poison now. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's like just gently like, hey, can you can you move, spin something? What's up? I think what I heard was your least favorite part about playing DPS is other people. Is that yeah. right? Like hell is other people. <laughs> And you're in, like a poison on top of you. The tank that's that's not positioning right. right. I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, Shark. No. <laughs> this is Rook. She loves people. She loves helping people. Yeah. I love people so much. And <laughs> if those people sometimes make it so I can't punch good, I still love them just while I yell at them with my computer <laughs> muted. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason Push the Talk exists. Yes, there is a reason. People complaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> yep. I, I don't, I think I understand now why a lot of melee players I know are maybe like a little bit saltier than most other players, which was really <laughs> surprising to me because I thought huh, healers yeah. would have it. I thought we would take it. But I, yeah, it is tough. And I, I actually do really appreciate melee because I think it is difficult. And especially mm. when you're trying to, I mean, do anything. I can't even comprehend taking it into like savage or ultimate stuff because for me, that would be the actual worst nightmare scenario. Mm. <laughs> because I, I like having a, a broader view of the field. So as a sure. melee, your focus is so limited and so narrow and you are really... It's yeah. a tight. That's why focus. even even like guides you look at will be like the melee get these spots. Everybody yes. else yes. get the heck out. You deal with the other mechanics outward. They get yeah. the spots in the yeah. middle to do their DPS while they're dealing with the annoying stuff yeah. in this big open space. 
And I understand yeah. it now, and I will never argue again. <laughs> I will. How, I how will. about everybody else? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I... <laughs> oh, I'll argue constantly. Like for me, I I don't know. Once again, I I am a caster now. I was melee before in like every other game, but I'm like, yeah, you can you can have your nice spot while I'm out here doing all of the work. That's cool. That's I mean, it's a hot take. <laughs> That's sometimes how I feel. I'm like, okay, so I got to do this, 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 and this, and do as much. Okay. That's cool. I mean, I can, but I mean, I can. Yeah. One would hope, you know, but yeah, it's like, so yeah, my, my, I would say my least favorite part of DPSing is, is that negotiation with the group and who's going to do what and like, cool, just I'm fine. I'll do it. That's okay. That's all right. You got your positionals. That's cool. Even though you can ignore them sometimes. That's all right. That's good. Fine. Uh, you know, like my swift cast is basically stuck as race so like that's that's one thing that i can't do to move you know like so it's like okay i get it you also never have to raise anyone so like you're really just doing damage so if you're not doing good damage Why? what's up <laughs> yeah what's up with that <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> that that's that's you know that's that's just how i feel you know? do i get forgiven like do you forgive the range dps a little bit Yes, they they don't have to like worry about cast, but they. Well, you do, do have to do the mechanics too. Yeah, yeah, you have to do and, all the. And if there's a single yeah. mechanic, who's doing it? Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. the range because it they're be, typically yeah. a little bit lower. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking the mobility, not even the damage exactly, but like mm -hmm. I can still hit my buttons and move, and you yeah, can and not as well. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's it's you know it's just that's what range DPS has always had to do. Like you you've been barred. <sighs> Or dancer the whole time, and you're going to be doing those. You know, it's actually they're too tethered, decreased. You know? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the amount yeah. of mechanics that range DPS have, have to do has decreased over time, which it, yeah, it has actually bums me out a little bit. But okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so other people, other people, least favorite yeah. DPS uh, and least favorite part of DPSing. All right. I think my least favorite part of DPSing is having to push buttons that aren't DPS buttons. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> When I was when I was raiding in um, in Stormblood, you know, people would yell at me because I played a black mage. I've been playing black mage since I started like really seriously getting into the game in Alpha Scheme, <laughs> and they're like, "Why aren't you using mana shift?" And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Listen, I need this. It's it's a hard clip. It's a hard clip. It makes my yeah. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> use your use your um, lucid dreaming and all of your other abilities that you have yeah. to get your MP back. You'll be fine. Have to rest by people that I might mana shift you. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> That's my least favorite part of it. That's why right. I kind of put myself out of a job with that sort of thing is, you know, <laughs> which classes I want to play because they mm -hmm. have the fewest buttons that are not DPS buttons. <laughs> yeah. uh, with that said, I do not envy um, the bards and the range, like the sure. range physical DPS because, man, you have so much stuff on your plate. You know, it's like right, exactly. this, you know, uh, nature's mini that deal damage, stand here, run around mm -hmm. the, the arena, you know, spin in a circle twice. Yeah, like, and you have to maximize your your DPS right all at the same time. And right. So I, I have a lot of respect for yeah. physical range DPS players. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's that's very kind of you, but they don't they don't deserve it. <laughs> wow, wow. We're little garbage boys. You know, Different. Take it back. <laughs> I think my least favorite part of DPSing is. Um, and this is, I, it's more, I fully accept that this is much more of a personal problem that I'm 
always actively trying to work on. But sometimes you get like you get so into just you know actually doing your job and doing your damage so that the thing is not doing damage to you in the end um, that sometimes you kind of tunnel vision. Sure, and I yeah. like I definitely notice myself tunnel visioning a lot more when I'm DPSing rather than healing mm -hmm. or tanking because you know with healing or tanking there's that inherent heightened awareness that you have to have um, mm -hmm. in order to succeed at your job and with DPS I think um, that requirement in some senses is a little bit more lax or we treat it subconsciously more lax um, yeah. and so and so like. I'll I'll have executed like a mechanic or a wombo combo of mechanics super perfectly for a couple runs and then I mess up one thing and I just I kind of get stuck in that funk for a little bit and I'm like oh my god that was such a stupid mistake right. I'm so sorry what I, why did I do that I'm dumb I'm sorry mm. yeah. <laughs> um and then I guess my I don't really have a least favorite DPS but if right. there were one or two that I just definitely would not ever want to play. Probably Monk and Ninja. Mm. I, mm. I think they're just a little bit too quick for how I personally like to play. Like, as as somebody who always casts, um, that I think probably I would never want to play Monk or Ninja. You don't want right. to get Carpal Tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that I, you know, don't <laughs> run the risk of that yeah. as a summoner, but... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have a least favorite DPS. Like, one that I would play the least is is bard and dancer just because mm -hmm. i want to feel the contribution of damage mm -hmm. and like support jobs are great and we need them i won't go on my rant about we need more of them oh, but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we need more of them that's all right um but like i just that's never been my type of jam and i don't want to do it it's like what sharp is saying i want to do the damage you know i want to have all the buttons that do the damage why I raise, I don't know. I should be a black mage, but <laughs> it's because you're a kind soul. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite's probably samurai. I don't mm. actually dislike the job, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it's too straightforward. Hmm. It's a little simplistic. Yeah. I mean, I just just to be honest, it's a little simplistic with some of its rotational positioning stuff, which doesn't mean that you can't have a job that's more streamlined and satisfying. Right. But especially having played now both Sam and Monk, it's very mm -hmm. interesting to me that like Monk, I think, is much more punishing as far as like positionals and execution and stuff goes. And Sam, I think, has a little more leeway, although it gets more com mm -hmm. like complicated later on. But but it's it's nice to think that they've designed different jobs for different brained people. Some right. people, that's going to be the job that clicks with the way that their brain functions. Right. And some people and are going to be like, I am asleep now. Yeah. And, you know, some people who, who play Samurai would be like, no, it's it's not, you know, less complex because I have <laughs> I to think about And, you know, and there's, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. every job has those there's levels a job of complexity. For However, you know, it's 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 like skill cap and skill floor. It's, it's, it's slightly easier to be better, you know, like at a baseline on some jobs like Red Mage, slightly easier to be acceptable. Samurai, slightly easier to be acceptable. Some of the other jobs, not so much, you know? <laughs> so that's just the way that it goes. Cool, cool. Let's see, where is our list at? Uh, do mm. you prefer DPS style jobs uh, in all games or just in 14? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good answer. Next that question. Was a quick... <laughs> yeah. I keep, a shot. I keep taking a shot in World of Warcraft. Yeah. And you know what I you know what happened? I turned it into a DPS job. I was like, yeah. okay, how can I optimize how much yeah. damage I'm doing? Right? Exactly. So, and, and in Final Fantasy fourteen, that's that's exactly the same. I find myself falling into exactly that, that same mm -hmm. mentality where I'm, I'm putting. It's dangerous because I'm putting the benefit of the raid and actually paying attention to mechanics and pushing the right mitigation buttons at a lower priority than pushing all of my damage buttons. <laughs> right. <laughs> I kind of I don't usually subject people to that sort of aspect right. of myself. Sometimes I dabble in it, but yeah, I try to stick to what I naturally do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So what's your uh, new favorite ability added in the expansion? Oh, White Mage Lily is probably for me. At oh, least for, and, for and a caster even... DPS. Oh, dang it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Red Mage Lilies. Okay. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. You guys take this one. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but the, uh, mm -hmm. the Red Mage ability that's the same as jumping backwards, but you don't move. That was oh nice. right, yeah. I can't remember the name of it either, because disengaged that it replaced, but I don't remember what so, it's called. Like some fights, just hitting that button where you flip backwards makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. So I like the one where I can just go. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hit the button. I'm still safe. It's fine. Yeah, I'm still doing my damage. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's mm. engagement. That's the that's the ability. I mean, from just a, an aesthetic oh, standpoint, okay. because I'm not super again super knowledgeable with with the wide range of casters. I was just really happy to see Phoenix added for Summoner. Sure. Mm -hmm. Whatever you know, discussion goes around that. It mm -hmm. was so cool to see another iconic creature get added to that Summoner roster mm -hmm. that now you know can play a part, and it's not just all about Bahamut. I, I really loved that. Just that was something that I got excited about when I was seeing all the new the new abilities. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that it plays it plays differently from when you have uh, Bahamut out. Right, they could have combo. Yeah, they could have easily made it so that you pull out Phoenix, he gives you the um, little mini Medica too, and mm -hmm. then you just continue on with your regular summoner thing. But no, they mm -hmm. actually change your abilities so that they are Phoenix related, and I really liked that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me with summoner, it's probably ruined for now. The way that it yeah. works. Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now oh, it's yeah. good. <laughs> now it's good. I control it, and I don't right. like. I don't feel bad when I don't have these fours proccing because sometimes I wouldn't have one until maybe halfway through a fight. And I was like, oh, that's big feels bad, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my damage? But yeah. Now it's kind of, it's another resource to manage these stacks yeah. of them to make the best of any encounter. Like, mm -hmm. do you know that, oh, I need to bank these because a healer is going to be in a, a jail and I need to get them out faster because mm -hmm. we need this right now? Or, do I use it in the most optimal way or do I find some other use of it somewhere? Like I really like the play around it. So. Yeah. And, and yeah, going, going off of that, I think um, aside from the obvious, I love like loving Phoenix being added. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I actually really like that our eggy actions were just turned into eggy assault. Yeah. I like not having that full like pet hotbar on the top of everything mm -hmm. else to manage. It makes it a lot easier to map out my hotbars now. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, yeah, I, I like that it it leads into another resource that you have to manage, your ruined right. four procs. And especially with the changes um, to Eggy Assault and uh, 518, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, for maybe the first couple hours, I would hit um, 
I would hit eggy assault and I'd, I'd be like, oh, right. I'm supposed to weave it now. <laughs> or not weave it. Uh, no, yeah. the, the other way around. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. right. I can't weave. <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> but it got, a... it got a lot easier and it, it feels so much better to play just like under mm. your fingers now. Yeah. Sharp, how about with Black Mage? It yeah, seems so... like Black Mage is one of the classes that didn't really have anything massively game-changing, but that could just be my opinion. There's all kinds of ways we can go with Black Mage. Um, mm -hmm. So they added... I mean, yeah, they didn't add a whole lot. They didn't change yeah. a whole lot. I want to say Black Mage is probably one of the, the best balanced classes because you see how infrequently they change it. In, in, in yeah. Cases, mm -hmm. right? And if they do need to adjust something, it's usually a very slight modification to like one or two spells. Mm -hmm. um, so... I could go with Despair, the single target flare with a giant oh, sure. explosion. I could go with, oh. you know, Xenoglossy, the single target foul with a giant explosion and a ton of potency. <laughs> but you know what ability I was actually really excited to see that really, like, changed the way I play Black Mage uh -huh. is Umbral Soul. Um, and I, oh, I think the, yeah. the Black Mage the Black Mage nerds out there are probably thinking to themselves, what the hell is he talking about? It's an, it's a, Umbral Soul is an ability before... Back in Stormblood, if if a boss like flew away and didn't have anything to mm -hmm. cast a spell on, you would watch your Nokian timer just kind of count down to zero, and you had to use transpose to save it and like keep it keep it rolling, right? If you lose a Nokian as a black mage, you're you're back in ARR. You're kind of used. Yeah. So Umbral Soul lets you just push a button and refresh a Nokian, give you back more stacks of Umbral Ice. So during all those downtimes and bosses, I can hit the ground running. As soon as the boss is back, I'm like, boom, instantly I'm, I'm casting spells again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's like it's like winding up your Hot Wheels car and then letting it like, hit the ground and off it runs. Right? Yeah. It totally changed the way that I treated downtime as a Black Mage. And I honestly think that was, that was very mm. exciting for me. They did that for a couple of jobs too, like uh, yeah. Monk, especially. I think they they added the thing that just stops Grease ticking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Chill yeah. there, and Grease is like, "I'm still here. It's fine." And then <laughs> uh, you can switch your form if like you're in a dungeon yeah. or something, right. and it'll yeah, it'll yeah. change the form, but it'll keep Grease going. And it's like mm -hmm. they were like, "Oh, we've been real dicks to you guys. Sorry yeah. about that. Here's a big, yeah. nice, shiny band aid." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Such a huge quality of life improvement. Mm -hmm. Right. I have to say, yeah, that's that's great to see them. All right. Uh, so those are the things that we liked. What are the things that we would like to see changed? One particular thing. I want Bahamut to stop following me. Yeah, please. <laughs> I, nice. I, I would really like the option. Um, and I really don't know how they would build that in. But I'd like the option to maybe place my demi summons like we do with our eggies um that'd be nice I yeah. Think, yeah i think mm -hmm. i think that's the big thing that i still really wish for yeah sit still stop wasting your white swings yeah what yeah are you doing? yeah i think i'd like uh, to see red mage get a little bit more of an identity again because mm -hmm. it's it's tough right red mage is sort of the filler i uh, in a sense yeah with mm -hmm. the casters and that it's supposed to in theory be able to do a little bit of everything and a little into the support um mm -hmm. where you know oh i can heal a little bit if we need mm -hmm. oh i can do a res if we need yeah but I'm bolden, you know yeah yeah like but it feels like in stormblood i mean people were bringing it into raids because you could just res back to back a yeah. hundred times and have no effect on your mana right so it was a progression tool 
But mm -hmm. with them nerfing some of that going into Shadowbringers, I feel like even though it's not bad by any means, and absolutely, I mean, you can play it and you can take it in, oh, you're yeah. going to do a little more potency mm -hmm. and things now, it doesn't feel like it really has a place mm -hmm. as like what it does. Mm -hmm. And even if they just... I don't know, gave it a little something. I mean, we're talking about mana replen. Like, at this point, that has been stripped from pretty much every other class. So, like, it might be interesting if they brought something like that back. But then is it going to become the absolute meta? I don't know. It's So it's just, it's one of those things where I feel like it needs a little something that it mm -hmm. does that yeah. makes it its own thing. As opposed right. to just like, well, you know, there's a little utility in case you need it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I agree with that for Red Mage. Like, it's like when it started, it was like, oh, it's going to be the mobile caster. And then <laughs> in Shadowbringers, yeah. Summoner kind of ate its lunch and then beat it up <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in that order right in front of it. Because it's like, when do I have to stop moving? I mean, when Bahamut's being dumb, but like that's, you know, and downtime. But like most of the time, I have so many movement ability, like not movement abilities, but abilities that I can use on the move. Like Eggy Assaults. Like mm -hmm. I can just be circle strafing around the boss and pressing those buttons and doing damage and getting Rune Fours to then circle strafe and keep pressing the button like but red mage it's not that much you know you slide casting but you're locked behind that hard cast to get that instant then the hard cast to get the instant and it's just it's weirdly not as mobile and it's really strange i, I don't know i don't know how it happened but it did so i i could i could be like real selfish with black mage yeah i'd like to see a three or four percent improvement in their dps because sure. they're you know, <laughs> not as mobile as summoners. Yeah, red, it's true. Therefore, they should have a higher DPS ceiling. But I 100% agree with where Rick is coming from here. I feel like red mm -hmm. mages have been completely overshadowed. Yeah. They don't really fit into the game. Mm -hmm. Like, they used to be the prog mage, right? Yeah. But we just saw, like, ultimate, the yeah. first ultimate team was a black mage and a summoner. And summoner, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, Mine's red doesn't do. The, yeah. Right, right, yeah. They yeah. deal like high amounts of damage to to like justify bringing them versus yeah. something else. I think I'd also like to see embolden affect magical DPS and physical. Oh DPS. my goodness! Yeah, mm. all the things that are like here's a boost to your physical DPS. Screw off, casters. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. the ideal mm. sort of thing would be to almost maybe make Red Mage the support caster. Right. Judging like by the conversation. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, and I, you make a good point about like if we gave them back mana shift, does that make them the meta? It probably would to some people. Yes. But I think in the end, in the end, I think people are still going to play the classes that they like, regardless of whether or not yeah. they give Red Mage back this big utility thing. Like it would definitely be a huge help. Um, I think, because I think we're all at some point every raid night we're feeling the we're feeling the loss of mana shift mm. um because <laughs> i because I, I remember as a summoner i could just mana shift um i could mana shift on cooldown and i wouldn't be yeah, at wouldn't risk really of running out of mana even now because i can just hit a lucid dreaming and i'll be fine mm -hmm. um so yeah. yeah i i think i think if we gave back red mage some of the stuff that we lost from those uh mm -hmm. support actions from Stormblood, I think it would it would be a a step at least. I don't right. know if maybe, it would be good or bad. Maybe mm -hmm. more too. If you yeah, like you were saying, if you put them on par with the Dancer Bard and Machinist, you didn't. We wouldn't have to take Dancer Bard or Machinist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
you could have a caster instead. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I like, you know, we're talking, they've said, you know, your job in particular, but honestly, Red Mage needs so much help right now that mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't, it doesn't even matter. Like, there, <laughs> there are things that I could say, but really, what am I complaining about? You know, <laughs> like, you know? raising. So. Yeah. I'm, well, that, that has I'm to stay. I'm that, that has to stay. And it does kind of create this discussion because we've talked about this a little bit in previous weeks, right? But as we came into Shadowbringers, the loss of some of those synergies mm -hmm. and yeah. you know certain things that were deemed to be, oh well, this this debuff or this thing is going to be too powerful with X, Y, or Z. And then we see things like Astrologian, where you know every am I did I cut out? Okay, then you have things like Astrologian where mm -hmm. you know you have your cards but now we have essentially condensed those down to just a straight up and down damage boost as opposed mm -hmm. to having varied utility and right. so like with red mage i think it would be really really neat if at some point they gave it some kind of unique utility but mm -hmm. again it's easier for me to say as a player like give it something we haven't seen than yeah. like than it is to talk about the bigger picture yeah. but it's Dalsin like Mm -hmm. There's so many interesting support things like you were talking about Aldiano from Eleven or from yeah. other, you know, other sources where we've got mm -hmm. debuffs, we have buffs, we have, you know, all these different things that you could do or things yeah. like mana shifting or hasting or like there's so many different things they could draw from. And mm -hmm. of course, it's always a balance issue, but I just would love to see Red Mage have something that is like iconically its own because mm -hmm. yeah. it, it, it right now just feels as though it has kind of lost and the identity it even had in Stormblood, Man. Resmage, wasn't necessarily yeah. Yeah. amazingly great. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great, but yeah. That is something that it did. Yeah. And they could uh. just slap on, you know, an across-the-board damage boost for it. But again, like, then we're just getting to the point where it's like, yeah. okay, so I either do damage, I heal damage, I soak damage, or I just, like, boost damage, and that's it. Right. <laughs> I, you know, as we were talking about that, I was just like, what? it would be amazing if there was one spell, and if you were higher in white mana, it was a buff, and if you were higher in black mana, it was a debuff, and that's it. Just one, Ooh, one ability. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that's, that's so it. cool! You're a genius! Cool. That would be so cool! I want that. I, don't, I didn't <laughs> think about it until right now. I want that. <laughs> it would be so good, because right now I the game it. really just, like, the gauge really doesn't do much for Red Mage. The idea is just right. like, you need yeah. to fill it up and it needs to be mostly equal. And yeah. then you will expect <laughs> it and you will make mm -hmm. it mostly equal again. Like it would be so, oh my God, that'd be so cool. I'm so excited about this right now. It'd be amazing if there were different, yeah, like differences in your kit if you were more black, you know, like if you were leaning I, more towards the black end of the spectrum or the, yeah. the white end of, of the yeah. Aether, like that would be really neat. I'm very excited. I, I don't know why I even said that because that's not a thing. And now I want it to be a thing. I know. <laughs> you just upset yourself. I know. Yeah. That would be fun. All right. To make yourself feel better, what's your favorite oh, piece of were content? Were you going to say Shark? Oh, I was. Oh, I was um, yeah. If I, one more point. No, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Please, yeah. please. Um, what I would really like to see is like my, my ideal world for the, main, for the ranged magical DPS mm -hmm. would be if. And I'm not entirely sure that like they they need like a specific thing in their kit that is like okay this is this is the, mm -hmm. the one thing that, that causes a, a caster to be differentiated from everything else. Sure. It'd be really nice if I could, as a player, just select the cats the caster class that matched my playstyle the best. Right? right. So if it was like I liked doing dots and I liked controlling pets, therefore I'm going to play a summoner. I like having cast time spells if I'm going to play a black mage. I like having you know 
an acrobatic presentation with you know a bit more of you know kind of a, a mixture of the two, then I'm going to play a rage. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, that's really not the case. You know, so whatever we could do, I think to to kind of make it more like a preference for the player as right. You know, we can deal damage, but how do we want to deal the damage? I think mm-hmm. that should be the differentiator between. Right, and I agree because for me, summoner dots are yeah they're on. You don't really have any play around it. Like, faster, yeah, sure, okay, right. but yeah. like, there's no real Sometimes play around it. Space there that we... Yeah, you can't extend them anymore, you know, with Garuda. Like, that that sort of play around the dots, like, that would be great. I agree. Okay. What is your favorite piece of content to DPS? Right? It's going to be gonna be weird. Eight man. People, right? people are going to be like, what? Voidwalker. Literally void Specifically void yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's just, really? It's so void much walker, fun. 100%. It's so much fun to be like, yeah. yeah, this is the hard one, right? This is this is the hard one, right? Everyone's like, oh, man, we got to move around. And I'm like, no, this is where I really focus. Mm-hmm. And I do exactly it. And I get hit by none of those stupid things. And like when I'm done with it and I get a run like that, I'm like, yep, I'm good. This is great. I love it. It's so engaging and fun. Like you can't look away at any given time. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so much. Like, every other fight, I mean, there's some downtime. There's like, oh, we'll stack here and wait for flares so we got some time. But it's still, like, engaging all the way through. I don't know. Yeah, Voidwalker, I think, was my um, was my favorite part to, mm-hmm. uh, part of the raid to Prague. Um, going in a Titan last night, though. Yeah. Wow. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's so is. much going on, but it's just so fun. <laughs> we were having such a good time last night. Right. Um, even though there were like lots of failures getting uh, like just getting through phase one and like, you know, we're still trying to tidy it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so fun for the same reason that Voidwalker was. You really have to engage and be aware mm-hmm. of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's it's a really enjoyable time. And I and I also like for me personally. Um, I like that I'm finally reaching and getting to prog the end of a raid tier. Mm, right. Um, yeah. I haven't been able to make it that far before until now. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm I'm so excited for you to get that clear. Please tell us when you yeah, do. Yes. That's going to be yes. awesome. Oh, I'm fully <laughs> planning on making like a highlight. So we're going to, I have to do like the, yes. I have to, I'm going to have to like do, get the kill clip of it too. I'm super yes. excited. The nerd screams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I probably like doing um, like expert level dungeons, if that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think if we had some kind of savage dungeon content, oh, I would be man. super into DPSing mm-hmm. that. Um, Give us Mythic Plus. I know. For our dungeons. Right. <laughs> I <don't> want like, <laughs> it. <laughs> like, I have always earlier in the cast when, yeah. was it Zen or was it Aldina? What of you was saying, who really likes dungeons? And I was like, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, (laughs) because I I love the dungeons. I love the designs, the music, the bosses, the story, the fights. I love that you're in the smaller unit. So it really feels like, especially when you're at like level break for them, right? It Mm. really feels like you are this tight knit band that is having to to contribute to this, right? right? And if any one person isn't contributing, in a harder difficulty dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. Then that is a major detriment to your group. And right. I like that. Like, I like having this tight-knit group that has to work together. And so for me, it's really fun to do dungeons 
on a DPS because you get a little bit of everything. I get mm -hmm. to use a lot of my AOE stuff on like the mobs in between. I get to, you know, mess around or try right. to see what I can do to optimize that so we can burn them. Uh, I can, you know, go in and do a boss and that boss has mechanics and I can just sort of figure that out. And I think like if they did some sort of content where, yeah, we were doing like a four man savage dungeon, I would be so about that. Like mm. I would love it because doing dungeons on my bard, my bard and dancer in particular, but um, on all classes, just because it really gives you a showcase of what you can do. Mm. And it really, it really matters that contribution. Yeah that you bring to the table, so. It was yeah, me. I had never, I never thought about that. I will, I will oh. amend my earlier. Uh, there's like Who a- like There's, there's the, the space at the beginning when it's new and it's fresh mm -hmm. and it's fun and you're just learning it and it's fun. And then there's like, I've done this 20 times this week. <laughs> I'm yeah. over it. And then yeah. there's yeah. like a big old span of time and then you go back and you do that dungeon a year later and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. So that time in the middle, uh, who does dungeons, but on either end, I'll give you <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, that my work is very busy and there's times where I'm like, oh man, I need the cap. And then I know I've heard it like in, in the, you know, our static discord and things like that. People are like, oh man, you know, like you're gonna have to do this and this. And I'm like, I'll just run experts like all day long. I don't really care because it's fun. Like, <laughs> that's fine. I don't even need the bonus. It's okay. I'll just run it for a couple hours. And... I don't wanna do <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing the other roulettes. I know they give me extra, but I don't want to do that. I'll just do this expert over and over again. <laughs> no. So on my end, I've got, uh -huh. there's actually three answers to this, but yeah. I'll, I'll try mm -hmm. to keep it brief. Yeah. Um, I, I was gonna say Void Walker. But it yeah. seems like we're all on in, in a good It's on fun. That. Yeah. And the reason for me actually is not so much of the, the like the mechanics and the activity of the fight, which is actually really well paced. Mm -hmm. um, it's the fact that it's the only fight in the Savage Raid tier that you have a hundred percent boss uptime. Yeah. There's that's no, true. There's no permissions, yeah. mm -hmm. the boss is targetable, you can mm. always lean to the boss. So I it's a really good metric right. to measure your, your damage, right? Yeah. Mm. I hadn't thought about that yet. Well that makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, the second answer is Hades EX. Mm. Um, and it's it's odd to go from a fight that has a like no downtime yeah. to a fight that has like half of it is downtime. <laughs> but the reason I, I say that is because we were talking about abilities being paced properly and raid and raid design. Hades mm -hmm. EX, when I'm playing as a black mage, you can see that it's really obvious that they that they had that in mind. So they're like for instance, if I'm a black mage and I have to kite the explosions at towards mm -hmm. the end of phase two or phase three, I yeah. lose track. Um, you know what's always up right then? Triple cast. And it comes up right. the second you have to. Nice. It's exactly timed with it. And that's that's it cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fantastic. That's the awesome. only fight I've noticed that doesn't follow that formula is the last fight of the first Yarha 24 man. If I, oh. uh, there's, oh, there's yeah. a point in the fight where my dance, my big dance comes up and I start that thing. And then they're like, time to Bye. dodge dives, bitch. And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's not even ads right now. Why? <laughs> right. Yep. Oh man. And the last thing is oh, yeah. a real quick note. Um, I've been, I've been dump, jumping into some of the, uh, the solo content in heaven on high lately. Mm -hmm. That is. If you haven't had a chance to do that as a DPS, it is intense. Oh yeah, mm, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I I haven't tried it. Like I was doing it on 
red mage for a while just because like oh this is the fun that i'm gonna have with this class you know like that that's what i would like to do um but oh man a lot of things where things die quickly is just suffering for someone or i hate it every i'm like and bahamut why would i press that button right now why would i even bring him out here he's just gonna be hugging me you know as i walk to the next group so that's why he's emotional support bahamut exactly (laughs) yeah yeah just yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the macro somewhere so I can just hug him. <laughs> yeah. Did everybody get their favorite content? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think All so. Right. Yeah. Uh, most difficult content to DPS. Hmm. Give it a thought. Yeah. Um, definitely twenty four men's. Any. Oh yeah. Any content yeah. that has more than eight to ten people to be completely honest mm-hmm. um if only just because there's just so much going on it's just chaos it's, it's <laughs> absolute chaos and 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 sometimes my like my brain can't process it all mm. so i'm like wait what just happened and then the next second i'm dead yeah who killed oh, no. me why did you stand yeah. on me what are you doing yeah why would you do that like why would you keep and it, that's like the other thing too like i think it it just becomes like the most frustrating because mm-hmm. it's um the most unpredictable which is not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing it's just that like sometimes you don't have time to to sit in the entire length of an instance yeah to finish content so um yeah i think definitely like a 24 man mm-hmm. or you know back to eureka even Oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah! Get off my ley lines. Yeah, get yeah. out of here. That's a good point because, while well, I mean, obviously, savage or ultimate content is sure, probably going to be the most technically difficult. Yeah, technically. You know, when it comes down to it, it is sort of interesting because I think that sharp, just like you were pointing out, I mean, and X primals too, kind of in there, right? Mm-hmm. And just like we were sort of discussing. A lot of those fights are very specifically tailored to an understanding of the classes, their pacing, their rotations, the fact that you're going to have a smaller party size. So once you learn what you are doing, and you know, Aldino, you were mentioning this earlier, you know exactly where to go when, you know exactly yeah. where you are in the fight, you know exactly what buttons you're pushing. So in a sense, once you get over that initial learning hurdle, they are just a dance that you learn mm-hmm. to execute, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the 24-mans do really... I think overturn most of that regular pace from four to eight man content that we normally see Mm -hmm. to where things don't line up super well because there are a lot of you in the party and maybe there's a lot of mechanics that will just wipe half of the party. And then there's a whole bunch because there are more people. So there's more people who can compensate and res and heal and stuff like that where I don't always find that I can really get into my flow in the same way right. when yeah. I'm DPSing there as I can, even in a more controlled environment like a raid, which might be more technically difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of content does really shake it up and, and goofs it up. I'd also throw in there PvP for me because sure. mm. I d- am bad at it with <laughs> DPS. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually pretty decent at it when I'm playing like a healer. Mm-hmm. But that's because I think it, it's, you know, more familiar to me. But the pressure that's on you in a PvP setting when you're DPSing, right? Where it is all about these, like, swift dives. Where you making a snap decision. That mm-hmm. person is the weakest. That is the target. I am going to get them. This person is priority. I will get them. And it kind of has this level of confidence with DPSing. 
and mm-hmm. with the PVP skill set, where right. you have it's to just be able to different. make, yeah, it's like these quick mm-hmm. snap decisions to cause the most impact. And sure, you can just get in there and goof around. It's probably not going to matter that much. But a really good DPS player in PvP always stands out to me. Um, If they're on the opposite team, probably because I'm dead always, 100% of the time, anytime they show up. If they're on my team, it's because I can see the way that the moment they throw themselves into combat, and if I'm supporting them as a healer, like they will break enemy ranks. And it's so cool to see happen. And it's so beyond me as a DPS player. That it's, yeah, it's it's interesting to see in that different setting how it affects it. I'm going to agree with uh, PvP. Uh, and almost for the same reasons. Like, as a healer, I feel like I have a safety net. If somebody's sure. beating up on me, I can be like, go away. I'm okay. Run away. Um, and then as a DPS, I'm like, if I don't kill you first, I am dead. And that's all you get, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, there's no safety net there. There's, there's nothing mm-hmm. to keep you from face ground uh, except another mm-hmm. player uh yeah and and it, actually in a 24 man i think i'm 100 percent more comfortable um because there's still a formula there even if uh a majority of the people inside that formula don't know how to follow it mm-hmm. um i i still can there's still something there to just be like okay now i do this step now i do this step in pvp there is no formula right your, your buttons yeah. your buttons aren't even even the same you, yeah. you basically are learning a different thing entirely. And also you need to be aggressive and go mm-hmm. kill that person before they kill you. And that's, yeah. that's not how I, that's, that's not really the content that I like either. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy doing the dance and, and following the formula and mm-hmm. avoiding the stuff that I know is going to be there versus the, oh God, suddenly Dragoon, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a bummer to me a little bit because I'm not a big PVPer and it, it takes kind of a special setting or game to really get me into PvP or really interested in it. Mm-hmm. But that's usually just because I find the environment to be more hostile, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. There's just a lot more yeah. salt. People yeah. are just way more up on their high horses. You know, you go in and it's fun for what it is, but everybody's losing their minds. And yeah. that is really <laughs> stressful for me as opposed to some other kind of content. But in the games that I have really gotten into PvP in, um, for the very reason that you can find it kind of frustrating, Zen, I think that's why PvP combines. Because people have endless variations of creativity, and the way that they respond um, is always... Endless, yeah. oh, endless variations of what? They have endless variations of creativity, people yeah. do. Um, yeah. Where it's never like listening to a robot play a song. It's like listening yeah. to a jazz musician improvise, right? right? Mm-hmm. And this is, it sounds really poetic, but it is... It is magical yeah. in a way when you see like PvP matchups where you just don't know what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. even if you know most of the common strategies, most of the ways that people counter, right. most of the ability sets and rotations, who you need to look out for, there's always going to be this one moment that other content won't have, which is that moment when you're staring another player in the eye and you're both waiting for that next move to right. happen. Even if it's just a ha- like a hair's breadth of a second. And it's cool, but it's so, yeah, unless you have that authority, that knowledge, that skill base, it's very difficult to get into. And because PvP isn't, it's not big in 14. So we see, we don't see that level of matchups unless you're in like a niche group of competitive play, um, which is kind of a bummer. I wish we could see more of it. And people, you know, I don't know how they'd get it more run in the community. You're not wrong. I think if if I and 
maybe anybody else with the same opinion were to spend the time to uh, to mm-hmm. actually learn how to react to certain things in certain situations and become comfortable with having to deal right. with somebody, ah, suddenly that's my face. You know, I could probably <laughs> enjoy the content, but right. it, it takes time. And in our current environment, it's not always fun because of that uh, level of hostility you mentioned. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's always been that animosity, like in MMOs between PVPers and raiders. You know, PVP, PVE, and part of that, one of the things that that PVPers say about raiders is, yes, always the same every time. It's like true. you're gonna go fight a robot. Well, not- what I do Holy. is so different. I mean, yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, oh, it's just it's just this <laughs> sequence of scripted events that you can get a flow to. You can know where you are. That is the point, though. Most yeah. of the time. And for PvP, it's much more, it's situational awareness. It's, you know, you talk about Dota and League and it's like knowing the map and knowing, you know, exactly what that character can do versus you or versus, you know, like the person that you're supporting, you know, like it's just so dynamic. And yeah, I've never really even cared to try. Like, I'm like, eh, whatever. I really do like raiding more. Someone, um, just, in, uh, yeah. someone in chat's outing you over there, Sharp been mm-hmm. rising through the ranks this season oh yeah oh yeah so i spent speaking of pvp and i i was gonna bring that up in my oh, you know, sure. feedback about where oh, yeah. like what's hardest to dps in but you know it seems like everybody's of the same opinion specifically feast pvp uh was where oh, i yeah. was having some trouble oh yeah um the challenge for me i spent the whole month of december basically so rook mentioned that we took some time off from raiding mm-hmm. to uh you know celebrate the holidays and the way i spent that is i, I really dived headlong into front lines and feast pvp when the, when the ah. season came out so i was playing my black mage it's a we touched on this it's a totally different mm-hmm. abilities, right so you're learning it's like you're learning a whole new class yeah um it's like it's like it's exercising muscles that i i haven't used in forever <laughs> I'm used to playing a black mage in the context of yeah. a structured boss fight, right? I, I can do that in my sleep, but when I'm yeah. sitting there and it's an unstructured PVP where I have to respond to what's going on and, and constantly monitor the the game state to know what my next move should be, that's that's not something that black mage is really excelling. Right. Um, <laughs> so, absolutely, it's like okay, um, I'm waiting for. I have to like, I don't know who I'm, who's going to be on my team. I have to. As soon as the team is formed, understand who's going to be the shot caller. If nobody's stepping up to the shot caller, then that's me. I have to be the shot caller, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a bit of leadership, and it's a bit of trying to dynamically understand with the rest of the team, like what page they're on, who we're DPSing at that at that point in time, how to let people know. This is this is a big roadblock, I think, for for a lot of the things in PvP. One of the challenges that I have in that is you can't actually talk to each other. Uh, you can't right. To one you only mm-hmm. have. You have like pre-packaged messages that you can send to your party. And that was the it. worst so... band-aid ever. Yeah. Because you used to what? you used to be able to, to talk. Yeah, exactly. And, and they took it away because people were mean. Well, yeah, then, there okay. was a lot of <laughs> mean. Yeah. Sorry about I... that. No worries. Oh, so that we were saying uh, you used to be able to just type out, but they took it away because people were mean. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the worst band-aid ever. What were they thinking? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I guess you could. Well, but that's that's the issue, though, right? Because if you go into a match or one of these ranked matches, you can't even type to your party, "Join me in Discord if you want," because you literally cannot yeah. type to one another. So, yeah. how in the world, like that? 
is baffling to me unless you have a team but they've even put restrictions on certain team sizes and things like that but like unless you have a team where you know we're all together we're all coordinated we're going into these matches together i mean when you look at things like overwatch which i played really aggressively and competitively for a couple years um you know yeah people are going to be garbage on the on the comms but at the very least you have a chance of being able to Mm -hmm. communicate a strategy Mm -hmm. to your teammates but not even having a system in 14 where as far as i know you know you could like set a target and then it would flash on the screen like we are attacking target a or we are you know it's that's got to be so hard and especially those ranked seasons yeah i wish they Oh, um, I was going to say to the to the point about like preventing toxicity, taking away the like limiting the amount of communication that you have just makes people that want to be toxic have to be more creative about being toxic. Yeah. That's yep. Like, <laughs> they've, they've created a whole language in in the, the the symbols that you can use to communicate the toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> like it, still, it doesn't get rid of the problem. It just changes the way that they do it. Yeah. I yeah. just I wish I wish they hadn't taken that away and I wish they didn't have restrictions on queuing up with friends because while I get why they're where they're doing it so that people who aren't in teams can compete mm-hmm. uh, if you That's... really want to compete also join a team. Yeah. Part yeah. Of, part of the fun of PVP is creating a team, going in with people you know who have got your back. And that takes away a level of that thing that I was talking about where you don't have a safety net. If you go in with people you know have your back, there's that safety net. Mhm. Yeah, plus, I mean, it's it's not like they would ever, like, let's just look at this in a broader way, right? It's not like they would ever disable your ability to speak in a raid. Like, if if you were in a raid and you queue in off of, like, a 24-man or, I mean, gosh, even, like, Savage Raids, right? Like, you pug a Savage Raid and you go in and it's like, you're all very rude and stinky, so you can't (laughs) use the chat anymore. They would never do that because in order to play at the level you need to play at, communication is a fundamental skill alongside your rotations that has to be able to be executed. And I think if they really do want to have a competitive or or functional PvP scene, sure, maybe in some of the casual modes you limit the group sizes or you disable the chat. But for certain things, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and be like, this is a team mode. So they you should be on a team or you will be at a disadvantage i don't know what to tell you that is just how it works because the fun of this is combining strategies and working against another team unless it is just a 1v1 mode you know like Mm -hmm. if it's a team play mode that has any kind of team play element you have to be able to work as a team um otherwise talk just murder yeah (laughs) It's just, no talk, just murder. Yeah. yeah. No talk, just murder. Me, <laughs> like, it's very weird that that was the solution and that we've never yeah. seen that change. Mm-hmm. You know? Did we uh, get to the most difficult content for you? Yeah, I think so. Me? No, Sharp. Yo, I think, oh, Sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I just was echoing the. Okay, okay. My, just making sure. With feast, yeah. Feast gotcha. Specifically. Yeah. Okay. We got to it. So, last question, guys. What overall job of the bunch, of all of them, mm-hmm. do you think, from your perception as a caster DPS, or whatever you happen to be, is yeah. the most difficult? And this is any job, yep. Yep. <laughs> Wait, caster, just caster? No. No, any or, job. All, all jobs. From, oh. from your yeah. perception as a, as a caster DPS, or whatever yeah. you happen to be, 
since we're not mm-hmm. um what what role slash job is the most difficult yeah as as i've said uh in the past three of these healer i think healer is the most difficult yeah hmm. healer healer 100%. oh yeah 100 percent. you know why at least so this is the way i came to that conclusion mm-hmm. for dps my responsibility is to deal damage right so i can i can move that number up as, as far as i can it's really easy for me to see what my contribution is mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's really my job deal damage yeah. tanks their job is to deal damage mitigate damage and like tank the boss right so they've got you know they've got the dps job optimization of damage plus an additional layer on top of that which is mm-hmm. you know deal with the mechanics of the boss healers have like dps heal do mechanics it, you know buff debuff whatever it is they mm-hmm. make like up they for other so people's mistakes layers. yeah res yeah. yeah manage your mana i feel like they've got mm-hmm. so many layers of responsibility that yeah I'd, I have to say, for me, that's the, that's absolutely the most difficult role mm-hmm. to play. Yeah, it's tough because this is such a subjective question. Yeah. I mean, you know, like everybody's always going to have things that are harder, easier. So like within each of the different categories, there are probably classes, I would say, this one is harder than the others in some sense, mm-hmm. right? Like in the tanks for me, Dark Knight is probably one of the harder ones, but mostly because its kit is just very different from the other mm-hmm. tanks. Mm-hmm. And, and getting a handle on that... Um, especially because the game hasn't always like accommodated exactly yeah. what Dark Knight style is, you know, like that's tough. Um, in healers, Astrologian would have in Stormblood probably been my pick for this is the hardest because who oh, yeah. doggy you had like you had like fifty cards you were playing this yeah. mini game you were d- dealing out a poker game in the middle of all of this nonsense while things were on fire, like you know, and that's why I loved Astrologian. Um, now I feel like they're a little more equal, although Astrologian may have a little yeah. bit more that it you know has to accommodate or do, especially to get damage and, and things like that in as well. And then with casters and, and DPS, I mean, I think Monk is probably one of the more difficult mm-hmm. just because of all of the moving you are constantly doing mm-hmm. and then maintaining all your stacks and doing all the other stuff, right? Um, and things like Bard and Dancer. Dancer has a million procs in those burst windows, so if you're not a very quick person, that's going to be tough. But when it comes to like bigger categories, I think Ultimate has really shown me that, yeah, I think healing is is particularly difficult. Mm. And I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't have said that before Sharp and I went into Ultimate. And now that we're doing Ultimate, it's funny because that first phase of Alexander, I feel so bad for the DPS because you guys are like babysitting dolls and you're like moving stuff. And I'm like, oh, all I have to do is heal. That'll be easy. And then as we started getting into the bigger picture of the fight, mm-hmm. I was like, they are going to make me use every single ability that I have yep. down to the last piece of mana that I have down to the last possible proc that I could ever use to try to help somebody not die. Like, and that was really mm-hmm. fun for me to see heals taken to that degree. Right. So now I'd say maybe, yeah, healer, but if you are naturally a healer, then it's not going to be the hardest to you if you sure. are good at that skill set. So it's tough. I think it changes for everybody. Yeah. But it is interesting mm-hmm. seeing what everyone has to handle or multitask in their respective right. roles. It's also a team yeah. sport, right? Yeah, because yeah. there's else. two of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you have to play play with that second healer. You have to, yeah. yep. you know, you have to be mesh, mesh. in concert, you know, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I agree that healer is the hardest. And, you know, like even before 14, like the, the game that I, I played the most and I was the most active in raiding, like Wildstar, 
you can pay me to be a healer in Wildstar. <laughs> like, you have to aim your heals in Wildstar. Are you out of your mind? What? Like, no. Yeah, there was not there was not really tab targeting or healing in that way. Like there were some healing spells like that, but you had to follow people around. Like one class just had cones of healing. And it was just like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how we even have healers. I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> like that's insane. I'm you know, I didn't do it then, but just in 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 14, definitely healers, especially in in the harder content. Um, you know, it's just you can't, I, I I can't dispute it. I don't do it. It's not something that comes naturally to me, like you were saying. So, nope, mm -hmm. definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think taking into account all the things that healers do, I think that I pretty much agree. I think personally mm -hmm. for me, um, what's probably the most difficult um, is tanking, actually, mm. just because it makes me nervous. <laughs> sure, yeah. Tanking, a, yeah. tanking makes me super nervous. And then if I had to pick a specific job, that is, um, if I had to... For me, I, this is like a personal rating again, mm -hmm. but I think most difficult would be Scholar, just having right. played Summoner for so long. It's such a weird adjustment. Right. There was one time, um, I, I'm so, you know, because you know, you get, you concurrently level Scholar and Summoner as you go. Mm -hmm. So once you get one to max, the other one's at max. So once I got my Summoner to 80, I swapped back over to Scholar to actually start going from 30 and on, because I hadn't mm -hmm. touched it ever before. Yeah. And um, this is going to be super embarrassing to say, but as a non-scholar main, I don't care. <laughs> I uh, forgot that Physic existed. So I used Lustrate, oh. and I was like, how am I supposed to heal once I run out of Aetherflow yeah. stacks? What do I do? And then I looked on my bar again. I was like, "What? what is this? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, it's Physic! <laughs> yeah, because as a summoner, you look at Physic and go, nah. Like, I look at it and I'm like, this for? is useless. Yeah, what is this here for? <laughs> frustration, frustration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've we've all had a moment like that. Don't be oh, embarrassed. Yes. Oh yes. Everybody has had Oh, you're fine. You know, if you're new to an MMO or to a job, it's like, what does this even do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there have been some just embarrassingly shameful times. And I think when you when you stream or you're a content creator too, even more so because sometimes you pick up something new and you're like, I know stuff about this game. And then somebody's like, why haven't you been using your fundamental skill that the entire class is built around? And you're like, is that on my homework? You learn really heels on my hotbar for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that covers it. Anybody else have anything yeah. they want to mention about cast or DPS? No, not really. It's black your mage. what? Yeah, we need more black mages. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many people can handle the intensity that is the black mage. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, yeah, it's interesting to me the the way that casters are right now. You know. Barring Red Mage, I'm sorry to throw them out of this, but I am because we've talked about there's there's the difficulty. There's yeah. like two levels of difficulty. Like people are like, Summoner is so difficult. And yeah, okay, because of this and that, and because of the buttons, because of you know, trying to wrap your head around how it works. And then there's Black Mage because of positioning and knowing exactly how long you have to do this. And and but they're both to me kind of 
similar like i i can't really say and i, I don't play black mage in, in hard content so it, it might be different to you but I'm, I'm like it's just amazing to me that the two casters there are so i don't know balanced in in some way at least in that like oh there's it's difficult to master they're both mm -hmm. difficult to master and i love that i love that we have the two yes. which that we had three but we'll get there but i love that we have the two you know, it, it's just, yeah. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I have no idea. You can definitely tell the difference between, I think, uh, a summoner and a black mage that really are comfortable with the class and understand the class. And gosh, right. even like going back into Stormblood when summoners had like a 20 page opener, like yeah. if this was in Stormblood, summoner would have probably been top of my list for hardest casters. Mm. But they they test different things, right? I mean, yeah. with summoner, you're you're multitasking and doing all these things and setting all this stuff up and and you know working through these rotations. And I can't believe, like, to me, watching a very good black mage is honestly yeah. one of my favorite things to watch in all of Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Like when I'm watching Sharp, I'm like, this is the coolest thing because <laughs> it does show, like, it is really a knowledge based class, mm -hmm. and it shows that like you don't always have to have a million procs and yeah, a thousand buttons exactly. and a million things. Yep. But you can test this difficulty of, I will know this fight so well down to mm -hmm. every second, down to every beat, down to every place that I will put myself, that it will be a completely different experience playing right. this class than, and getting very good at it mm -hmm. than it will be playing any other class in this fight. Right. And it's really neat to see. So yes, Black Mages, please come out, learn. <laughs> watch amazing people like sharp yeah. play black mage and you know i mean it's just it's so amazing to see that knowledge and when you run with somebody who knows those fights you're like oh okay now do you know it. you can stand there <laughs> <laughs> right exactly it is fun to watch to any job just yeah. pull a little thing you didn't expect like sometimes you right. watch a ninja do a little shikuchi yeah <laughs> you're like, like, oh, oh, that, cheeky. oh yeah. that was slick right yeah the dragoons who elusive jump backwards to do things i'm like yep there you go. That's what that I, is, yes, that's what well, I want to see. Yes. <laughs> Anytime somebody backflips with just insane precision, I'm like, sign oh, me up. I'm not even, give me the stick. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to yeah. learn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the last thing I want to say is I'm glad we ended up doing this one after the summoner changes. Because I feel yeah. like, I feel totally like the, uh, the section yeah. that was like, what do you want to change about your DPS job would have been very long. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the rest of the episode. Yep. Yeah, I would have just been ranting, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I, we've been talking, you know, kind of around other jobs and, you know, we've been doing these and every once in a while I'll be like, I can't, I can't say these things about Summoner and everyone's like, no, go ahead. And I'm like, you don't understand. I do not yeah. want to rant for 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. Like, let's yep. just keep going. <laughs> let's just keep going. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to the two of you so much for joining us. Yes. It was wonderful to meet you and hang yes. out and discuss casters. Uh, if yeah. you guys want to give people where they can reach you really quickly. Uh, sure. So uh, I stream on Twitch Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Usually play Black Mage on my stream, but I dabble in other classes like Gunbreaker and Scholar. Mm -hmm. um, so and if you have any questions about getting started with a Black Mage or any other ranged magic. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I stream. So I personally stream on Friday and or Saturday or mm -hmm. um, on my channel. Um, it's mainly raid night, so you get to hear us screaming about things um, a lot. <laughs> if it's not raid night, um, I will. I stream a variety of other games. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably be doing Fire Emblem at some point soon. Um, mm -hmm. But if you ever want to come by and just talk about music and video game soundtracks, especially 14s, um, 
yeah. <laughs> may, may I ask Would, real quick, what did you play in marching band? I, I heard marching band. Uh, when I was in marching band, I was actually in the percussion section. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I, I played xylophone. In, so I that's was why. also in marching bands. <laughs> Yeah, were you, have we talked you play? about this before, Alden? No, I don't think How so. How do we not know this? <laughs> I flute and piccolo, so I was the annoying one. Yeah, I was in the pit. I played marimba and xylophone. Yeah, I was also in pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> also, really fast, um, Sharp oh, and Rena, sure. because um, when you were giving your little spiels, uh, just because this crossed my mind, would you oh, mind yeah. giving your uh, Twitch, your yes. Twitch yeah. actual addresses here? Sure, it's twitch.tv slash sharply dressed man. Okay. And uh, twitch.tv slash dreadwormsong. There we go. Mm. And we'll also include those links uh, to them in the, what's it called? The description on Gamerscape. Yeah. So if you're yep. listening to this on uh, iTunes, you probably won't have it there. Go visit Gamerscape and you can get those as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ah, it's time for the outro for us. Yes. If you want, you can email us at aetherightradio at gamerscape.com or tweet at us at aetherightradio. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord at Gamerscape. Regular old Gamerscape. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us, both our guests and our chat members. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's good to be back after many, yeah. many a week. Yep. <laughs> uh, we, we should be back next week. We uh, don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll find something. <laughs> we got a Marching band for yeah. three hours. Marching band. <laughs> Come back. We'll talk about music. It'll be great. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>